0: folks. so We'll take it from here with Joe. This is episode 101, and we got a nice special guest for you today. Before we introduce our guest, just want to say thank you for your guys' support, continued support. We went through the milestone of a hundred. Now we're going to go to a thousand, but you know, it's never going to stop anyway. Um, just please support the show. If you love the podcast, if you find that someone may get some use of it, or if you got any use for it, share it, uh, you know, like comment, subscribe, uh, all that good stuff that the YouTubers say, even though I'm not on YouTube anymore, but follow on Spotify, follow on Instagram. Love you guys. And I love all the feedback you give me without further ado. Let it, Welcome to the show on episode 101. We got my boy, my homie, Keith Cascio from Pure MMA. Did I say it right, Cascio? Cascio. Cascio, gotcha. Nice.
1: Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime, dude. We've been asking for a while now. Finally made it. Yeah. Uh, Got a little time during the day now, so wanted to get on. I I love doing this stuff. You know, I love talking about jujitsu. I love talking about training. I love talking about everything, man. So one of my favorite things on the planet is just to sit down with cool people and have like, you know that like long form discussion because like so much stuff gets lost. Exactly. So much stuff gets lost in translation with all these like 10 to 15 second, like snip bits that we Mm -hmm. have now on like Instagram and everything. So like being able to sit down and just like talk to your bros or like talk to someone for a long period of time is like, so satisfying to me no enjoy dude it, man oh absolutely <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm pumped that you're pumped because yeah.
1: everything you just said you like talking about jujitsu
0: perfect show for, for sure. you. talks about training perfect show for you just shit in general perfect show for you exactly and uh yeah man I, I agree with you completely you know it's funny a lot of those tidbits that you see on instagram you see those reels right yeah. and obviously what they're doing is they're trying to grab your attention to their show for the reel mm-hmm. and it's cool it's like great content but then you like sometimes i'll go and i'll be like all right let me check this out and you're like dude that was a whole fucking conversation that led up to that that was sick like whole Holy yeah. fuck. Like, and you
1: you will never get that if you'd never listened to the show or had the conversation. 100%. No, that's a super good point, man. Um, I guess let me I'll tell you a little bit about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Please let our audience know who you are. Yep. So obviously, I've been doing jujitsu for a while now. Um, man, I started back in 2010, actually. Dude, get the fuck out I of know. here. So did I. Yeah. So... I'm going to be all over the place, right? Because my timeline's weird, dude. Yeah. So, like, okay. I started jiu-jitsu in around 2010. I I wrestled in high school. Um, That's where I kind of got my first intro into grappling. Um, I was in the Navy at the time. Oh, nice. Right? I joined the Navy right after high school. And I missed wrestling. And I really wanted to find something I can do from, like, a grappling standpoint. So, I was just, like, searching, like, grappling near me, jiu-jitsu near me. I watched the UFC and everything. And, like... I found a place that was near me and I was just like, all right, I'm gonna start jujitsu, man. Like, but I was always deployed, so I'd be bounced around. I would never be like at a gym for a really long period of time. And so like my real training didn't start till I kind of got to pure. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a little bit of training in Maryland, with one of my buddies in, in the Navy. Um, But again, it was just like white belts squeezing each other for like two years. I I didn't learn anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But I feel like that's everyone's start in jujitsu. It's like, I'm going to die and gas out and squeeze people for two years straight. And then one day it's going to be like... right maybe i shouldn't do this i should learn some you should learn some shit right yeah
0: it's it's like that whole thing like you're like dude you don't know what the fuck you're doing but you're just doing something to survive exactly then it just starts to make sense
1: and i still liked it because i was in that time in my life where like all i wanted to do was be like cool and aggressive and like that military guy so i was like cool if i just go through five rounds and just like feel like i'm fighting someone like cool Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of what i needed at that time to be honest just to let out some of that like young testosterone and aggression and now jujitsu has turned into something entirely different for me it's oh yeah it's a lifestyle at yeah, this point it's insane absolutely it's like you yeah. can't live
0: without it at that yeah. point did the person that you were training with did he like uh train jujitsu as well
1: or is it just another one that just needed a release testosterone yeah, yeah for sure but same thing
0: yeah, so I mean, it was,
1: he's like a carbon copy of me just doing a different job like, in, the, <laughs> in the Navy. And it, we were just like, everything we would do would be super competitive. Love it. Uh, we'd lift together. We would run together. We would do jujitsu together. We did Muay Thai together. We would spar each other. Oh, and everyone always joked because we would just try to kill each other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was just, that's what it was about. and it was good it was great lesson like it taught me how to like be tough i think a little bit in like that aspect in the combat athlete absolutely absolutely, dude honestly i think that's the best thing you could have done uh
0: being in the navy or just being in the military in general because you need to have strong individuals who are ready to fight so you were basically training even though you're not you weren't training for
1: your actual missions you were basically training mentally and like prepping you know i would say for sure and i you know i was one of those guys always that i like i always embraced that like warrior culture of like you know i i joined the navy to to do like to be in combat like mm-hmm. i joined when i was 17 18 with the full sight of like being a seal like i wanted to like yeah, do that shit so like go. everything i did was like towards that i'm mm-hmm. just like all right how do i build this like complete warrior path but i mean you serve with a lot of people that like they don't do jujitsu. They don't fight. They don't do anything. Like they hardly work out. So yeah. There's a huge dichotomy of people that join the military for uh, sure, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, like everyone, I've, i am never in the military,
1: yeah. but I've listened to a lot
0: of podcasts with uh, uh, like military yeah, people. Yeah. Um, and they all say that everyone serves their purpose, right? Everyone plays a role and they're all important. But then it's like, you will see there is like, like I could see what type of military guy you were just because like, based off your lifestyle, there are there's those that just stay there and they don't really do much. And they just, maybe it was a way to get into, uh, for a scholarship or, or sure. whatever. But no, there's like, I like the stories to hear from like your guys' perspective. Like I wanted to go there. I wanted to fucking fight. And yeah, I,
1: I can't yeah and I mean I guess I'll talk a little bit about that yeah again bouncing around in the timeline of my life I feel like I've worn a lot of hats at this point um so we're at 2010 right at this point I joined in 2009 okay obviously did the whole boot camp stuff yeah I joined to be a seal okay I had a contract so I actually went to buds no shit a lot of I don't talk about it a lot man no way yeah I'll talk about it a little bit here because it's a huge part of my life man yeah It's, it's it's really turned uh, It turned me into who I am. The guy you see today is because of this time in my life. So, like, okay. again, it'd be crazy not to talk about it. Sure, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, let us um, go. And I, long story short, I didn't make it. Okay. okay. I didn't make it through, and I'm going to explain kind of the process. Sure, um, sure. But there's a lot of guys that I'm still super close with that are, like, extremely high-performing dudes that didn't make it through. Like, if you think about it, I, I'm pretty sure, like, 15 to 20% of people make it there. That's it. So there's Mm -hmm. like an 80% attrition rate. So think about all like the absolute studs of the country showing up to one place and 80% of them still don't make it. So they're but then they branch out. Like Uh one of my buddies didn't make it. Now he's like, you know, a pilot in the army. Like people go on to do like awesome things Mm -hmm. um, because of that failure. It's such a powerful tool. Um, and I'll talk about that a lot into what created like the person I am today and like why I do what I do. Um, but yeah, long story short, uh, I went to buds. I uh, made it into Hell Week, uh, like so I you know I did the whole first phase thing. Damn. I was 18 years old, dude, surrounded by my absolute heroes and like way over my way in way over my head. So that's can you can you say what class you were part of or no? Yeah, so I originally was class 279 and then I rolled into 281. 281. So 281 okay. Okay. is the actual one that I like went. Th- through okay with people yeah um so like a lot of like people i know and my friends that like but i still know people that were in like 279 that like made it through and did everything too i keep in contact with those guys too um but yeah made it into hell week i i was just like it's so funny to talk about this because like it's impossible to convey through words um and i don't want to get into too much obviously i didn't make it through the program so like my word is not like bond, right? (laughs) I wasn't like a 20 year serving in the SEAL teams type of guy, and like, so I literally, all I know is like, not even like 0.0001% of like what that lifestyle and and industry like, all I know is the training I went through, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll use it as kind of like a backboard to bounce into like the next couple things that I did in my life. Sure thing. Um, Yeah, it was crazy. It was awesome. It was hard. Um, Some of the best memories in my life are from doing that. But at the end of the day, I just wasn't mature enough, man. I was 18 years old. I had no clue what I was getting myself into. And I had a couple bad days that I wasn't mature enough to like understand like, oh, this is just part of it. And it really got to me. Like there were certain evolutions or aspects of it that like would... I would have a bad day instructors would get on me and be like you don't belong to be here and it, I like I took that to heart and I was like yeah I don't think I do. There was a couple things I couldn't do but like looking back and you ask to, and you talk to people like they do that on purpose. At some point they single out every single person and make like that your day where you just can't do anything right and that's part of the process to yeah. see if you can handle that stress. I long story short I couldn't. So I was in hell week you know one of the first few evolutions we were you know doing the surf torture laying in the ocean and I was just like getting over being sick. And like, I was just in that feeling where I was just like feeling bad for myself. And I just had a moment of weakness. And I was like, I don't think I can make it through. Like, I don't, I was looking ahead too much. I was like, I don't think I can do all the stuff they need me to do during this week and like get through it. And okay. it's such a limiting belief. Like I look back now and I'm like, Oh, like I totally couldn't have done it. There was one or two evolutions that I was struggling with, but for the most part, I was pretty average. Like I, I didn't really fail anything too much so like it was really just a point where i just i i was young i was immature i gave up moment of weakness and yeah, it was it was crazy man dude you know it's crazy <laughs> to think about like because hearing it like you went through a, a
0: certain phase of it right phase one yeah and i the only part i know um is just through my research and watching, like the I think they had like a documentary of like mm-hmm. class two
1: threes. I forgot two yep. or something. Um, but basically, what you're two, three four two two yeah, eight two, one of those. Yeah, I think it was Dude, two I watched, three, four. I used to watch that shit like yeah every you, night when I would like getting ready for the game. Bro, <laughs> it was
0: it was, but like to yeah. watch it, yeah,
1: right. You start to play
0: mind games with yourself, and yeah. you're just watching it. It was way right? harder than than what they showed. Oh, they oh, yeah, one like, yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. But to put like in perspective, you guys were doing the um. Like you would get in your teams and you would have the like, I think it's like a, a, a thousand pound log or something. And you have to transfer it from shoulder to shoulder. Log PT. Yeah. Log that's first PT. phase. They that's do first, phase. first phase. Yeah. And then you were talking about the one that you were talking about, uh, the, the surf, isn't that basically you just lay down oh, yeah. and it have the waves you. come over your head. Right. And they it just like, freeze you. That's, yeah. it? that's it. That's it. That's it. You just lay there and they freeze you. But I'm saying that's it, but that's fucked up. <laughs> it's like, all, It's horrible. No, like, yeah. Cause think about it. Were you, cause I know they do a
1: summer and a winter, right? Were mm. you winter or are you summer? Summer, I think, which I remember running a lot. And I think that's like how they determine like winter versus. Yeah, it was definitely summer. No, because I, yeah, I literally got like heat stroke almost like during one day. Yeah, it was summer. for It was summer. Yeah,
0: because think about that. Think how fucking cold the Pacific Ocean is. Yeah, dude. And then you fucking. Bro, dude, that's just that's nuts. And look even though you know you look at it like okay it shaped you who you were yeah. and, and and you were you're mature enough now to realize that you weren't mature enough back then mm-hmm. the fact that you even did it is badass yeah. and it's it's pretty fucking sick it was cool and like just, I'm glad I did it oh hell yeah dude yeah. was it everyone because everyone always goes buds 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 I think buds is probably one of the hardest um, from my
1: opinion right yeah I think it's one I of the hardest training I think it's for the most part pretty accepted that it is the hardest training because of the water aspect yeah it's I mean that you either have that or you don't like uh-huh. from you know a, a mental and physical standpoint, some of the other selection courses are probably equally as hard, yeah. Um, but you know, being underwater without oxygen is a whole different game, dude. Too. And that's what, like, I think
0: phase two, if I remember that documentary correctly, I think that's when that's they when like they do it, yeah. that's when they do it, and they have like all that shit. I don't know, I, I don't know if like they actually drown you and bring you back to life. I don't know if that's a myth or not, but that yeah. maybe that's like to fuck, to fuck with your head. But I feel like all of these courses, and I think you told me this once because I think back like a year and a half ago, I was going through this phase where I may have wanted to go into, into the SEALs too. <laughs> and you were just like, bro, you looked at me, you were like, bro,
1: just don't give up. Yeah. He's like, that's it. Like, I no always day. try to recruit people. It's so yeah. <laughs> funny. Like any young guy that comes up to me and they're like, they, and we'll we'll get into this too, like the, the loss of like man's meaning, right? Like okay. so many young men come up to me and it, it's so funny because, um, I, I feel like I just give off that aura sometimes. Like a lot of like guys come up to me and they just like talk about how miserable they are. And I'm like, for so I think I have experience enough to like, kind of like lead people through those dark times sometimes. Yeah. And so many young men come up to me and they just like, what they're looking for is like that, like crucible, right. Mm-hmm. That like pursuit of something that's like really challenging. And mm-hmm. I'm always like, Hey, give like special operations in the military a thought. Like, you will meet like minded people. Yeah. 100%. You'll meet people that are like, have that fire inside them that they can't explain, that probably don't feel like they belong in a lot of environments. And you'll give yourself a nice workout and challenge. So, like, at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world if you don't make it. Yeah. It really isn't. There's other cool shit to do in the military constantly. And like, you will use it as a tool. Like, once you get out of the military like dude i'm like 33 now and i'm like i still haven't figured it out like there's so much life left to live bro you can do yeah you can do like four to six years in the military and get out and be like oh that was awesome like i just immediately started making money like i have a gi bill now i can go to school if that's what i want to do yeah i have all this stuff it's like i'm a huge proponent of the military man i really am like there's so much stuff you can do too where like M- moms will come to me and talk and be like, My daughter is like going into the Air Force and I'm terrified. I'm like, What's her job? She's like, Oh, she's going to be doing this. I'm like, She's going to be almost in no danger. Like, there's more danger for her to like become a nurse and work in Newark. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that's way more dangerous than her like traveling the world and like. With the, some of the most, like, experienced people in the world and, like, doing cool stuff. Like, yeah, that's it's just a sick. good idea for a lot of people. It, it is. Dude, that's, like, it's so, from a civilian standpoint, if you and if, if you don't do research, if you don't like the
0: military in general, you're yeah. so limited to the knowledge of it. Because you, you oh, I'm in the military and this is what I do. You automatically assume someone's a grunt. You automatically assume 100%. boots on the ground. And then, then you
1: realize, like, oh, no, less than 1% not. of the military yeah. is combat arms, man. Yeah. It's, like. It's a whole functioning ecosystem. There's accountants, there's admins, there's cooks, there's engineers, there's mechanics. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's It's everything. It's a whole world. And most people don't realize that. (laughs) It's so funny. Not everyone in the military is like a warrior, warrior, guys. Not everyone's Jocko
0: (laughs) Willing. Not at all. (laughs) Oh, Tim Kennedy. Fuck, bro. That's fun, dude. Well, so then where, so, okay. So we're in Buds. You, 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 you just said,
1: okay, I, I, this isn't for me. I quit. You quit. Okay. They rang the whole bell and everything. Bell. Yep. Went through right. the whole process. A lot of people will say they were like medically dropped and all this stuff, or right? At some point, you need to like admit that, that you quit. didn't make it. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, you yeah, quit. yeah, you quit. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think quitting's a a good thing, but like, you're also trying to join like one of the hardest special operations in the world. Like, people are gonna quit. It's yeah. just, it is what it is. Oh, 1000%. Right? Um, yep. So I quit. And then, what, what was your next move to that? Next move was be pretty miserable for about a year or two and hate my life and like, you know, woe is me. And yeah, but I still kept training and doing all that stuff, hanging out with a bunch of other guys that quit just trying to figure out like what the hell we were going to do in the military. Um, I ended up picking a job. I had like three choices. Like all of them were pretty lame and we all just decided to do the same thing so we could all be together and just like cause a ruckus. Yeah. There was like four or five of us, but then like more kept showing up. Like nice. it's so funny, dude. Um, so I ended up do, going to air crew school. All right. Um, Which is like an aviation type of rate. Uh, Ended up doing really well in all these schools. And long story short, I ended up like in the kind of like intelligence world. I ended up doing like signals and electronic intelligence and like working for some pretty high level like areas, Mm -hmm. like, you know, some squadrons and stuff that like did a lot of like real work. um so I ended up in a really cool environment. Man. That's and fucking like, sick. The cool thing is what too like when I was going through high school and and I was not a good student, man. I'm the typical like I cannot sit still. Like if you try to lock me in a room for a couple hours, <laughs> yeah. like I'm going to I'm going to find a way to destroy and, and <laughs> create chaos, dude, just in some way shape or form. So like oh, I always kind of and a lot of people would always like think I was stupid, right? And oh. I was like but i knew like such a dude, I, I started reading like high level books when i was like a teenager like an, a young teenager Fuck. if not even like eight nine years old like my family's a big like big readers my mom's a big reader so i was like reading like real like i was reading like the full like lord of the rings at like eight or nine years old Damn. like just diving into it yeah, so like yeah, yeah. i always had a really good vocabulary i was always smart i crushed tests but like Literally, I was that kid with like my homework crumpled up in my backpack, no folders, no anything, just like (laughs) winging it. (laughs) I I love it. So I always thought I was like kind of dumb. And then I got to the intelligence world and I actually went through like one of the hardest like mental schools that the Navy has to offer. I made it through. Again, really high uh, attrition rate. It's like you're basically like memorizing like extreme amounts of like. Ranges and numbers and like you have to literally memorize them all and the only way to make it through the school is to develop I don't even know how to describe it like of, you're building a uh, building blocks building blocks 100% some people would literally in their mind build like like physical structures to remember these things like like acronyms and like my way was, was to create an A through Z song and like with each Like, I I literally sang a whole song in order of like the range you were supposed to remember them in, and then somehow tie the numbers to those names, right? Oh, shit. So, again, like, this is where like my love of like, oh, like you can like, you can find stuff within your own brain that's like really addicting and stuff too to like reach that next level. It's not all just physical. And once I did that, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I can do, I can learn hard shit too, not just like physically do hard shit. Yeah. And that, that kind of started my, like, love for, like, knowledge and, like, reading and writing and training and just, like, developing myself in, in every way. So, served there for about three, four years. I was stationed in Oahu, Hawaii, which okay, was nice. super cool. So, yeah. I lived in Hawaii for about three years. Um, what was, is that, like,
0: a nice state to live in or is that only, like, because some people, I had my cousins that lived in Hawaii for a while and they yeah. loved it. And then I'm sure it's, like, chill. But do you still get that? Because I've never been there for a vacation,
1: but I'm yeah. sure. Is it like one of those things where you live there, it's different if you're on vacation? For sure. I mean, one, like being in the military there is a lot different than living there, right? Okay. Like there, a lot of the military members like act up and stuff. So like there's just not the best like reputation and stuff. So okay. like, you know, but it really wasn't that big of a deal. Like I'm not going to get into that too much, but there was always that sense of just like, you know, this is kind of their Island and stuff. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) you know, I always wanted to respect people and stuff too. I've always had that in me too. And like some people were just, you know, they ruined the time for us. Yeah. People that wanted to just be there and enjoy it and like really be a part of the culture. Um, yeah, I got island fever after about three years. I mm-hmm. was like ready to go. It's, it's like a thousand dollars to fly anywhere in the United States. Like I would visit home like maybe once every like year and a half to two years because I just didn't want to spend the money. Um, but man, it was it was a cool life. I wore tank tops and board shorts and flip flops for three years and loved it, man. Fuck. I mean, surfed a little bit. Never got really that good. Um, something I definitely want to do more of. I don't know. It was a great time, man. I lived it, like we were all like single and bachelors. I lived in like the thirty fifth floor of a high rise tower in Waikiki with three of my other single friends. So oh, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> it was a good time, man. We, I mean, we went out and drank three to four nights out of a week, like, and then we worked hard, like, the. Hawaiian culture and the culture of the military out there, too, is just, like, so much slower. So, like, I look back now and I was like, man, life was good. Like, (laughs) the hustle and bustle of New York and New Jersey is so different than, like, the pace of Hawaii. So, even when we were, like, in Hawaii and, like, working and getting ready for deployments and detachments and stuff, like... We didn't, it wasn't really that hard like you kind of just show up people leave at like 2 or 3 to surf and like it's like all right cool like <laughs> see you tomorrow <laughs> see unless tomorrow. you're like flying or you have like something to do where you're standing like a watch or you really have to like work hard but it wasn't that crazy man like yeah. hawaii was super cool um and then like during that time when i was in hawaii's when i was like doing all like my detachments and my deployments and like you know I went to like 20 plus countries. I've like seen a lot of places, done a lot of cool stuff. And like, again, worked for some like really cool, like missions and stuff. So like, it was a really, really cool time. It almost doesn't even feel like me that did it anymore. Um, it was very, very interesting. Like there was some, I think for like a year or two, like I had like, I don't even know, like a a thousand hours in the air or like 2000 or something. I got an air medal, which is like, I think it's like 2,000 hours. If someone knows this in the comments, uh, put it down because <laughs> I, I don't remember any of this stuff. I data dumped all that information, but like, which means you're flying over combat zones for like an extended day of time. Like,
0: and are you, so without getting too much into like, yeah. I'm not going to ask you about like your missions or anything, but are you, you're basically like, I'm trying to give people who may have played. And not to disrespect it, but who so would play Call of Duty, right? Yeah. You're in those missions where, like, it starts from the plane and they're, like, seeing where, like, all the enemies are and giving all that data. Is that basically what you were doing? You were basically scoping out, seeing, like, Intel, giving Intel, maybe seeing if there's, like, bogies or whatever? Yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah. okay, got you. 100%. That's fucking
1: sick, though. Yeah, so, like... So you're yeah, helping boots on the any, ground. Yeah, like, I, I think, like, ISR platforms, which I think is, like, imagery, surveillance, reconnaissance type of stuff. Yeah. Like, just intelligence gathering in general. Got like it. You know, at, which is done from, like, at this point, like, 50 different ways. There's, like, every INT you can think of. Like, ELINT, SIGINT, HUMAN, GEOINT, right? It's, like, the. it's just, ge- in general, like, all these different, the Navy, Army, Marine Corps, everyone, they're just collecting masses of amounts of intelligence and they need people to disseminate that and kind yeah. of figure out like what's what that i mean that's really it and Got then it. and then you find out where these like people that you're looking for are and stuff oh and nice yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's dope that's badass
0: yes yeah, so like you were saying before like it doesn't matter who's like if it's on the ground or if you're doing anything that's like a badass responsibility to have and if you think about it when if you don't do your job correctly how the fuck are they the ones who go in and execute the kill go
1: unquote, how are they going to fucking yeah, do for sure that? man it's, it's, and that's why like it's such a it's such a large operation to get anything like done correctly. Like everyone has a really important job. So like, yeah. And that's why they always call it like, let's say like the tip of the spear, like the people that are actually doing that work and everything kind of funnels to that. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people all in really important jobs, all getting it to the point where it's like, those guys can do their job. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's cool to see it all come together too. And the, the longer I'm at and the, or longer I'm out of the military, and the more I look back and everything, I think like, When I was younger, like, the only cool thing was, like, to be, like, that guy right in the front, uh, kicking the door down. But, like, the older I get and the more I learn about, like, what's out there and, like, what people do, like, I'm like, man, there's, like, a lot of cool stuff. Like, it's all really important and it's all really cool. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. that's fucking sick.
0: So, over 2000... Hours in the air, which is fucking sick. Um, you had fun, but you're getting island fever. Mm-hmm. Did you request, did they, did, was your time up or did you request? My time them? was up, yeah. Okay, so then what was next
1: step? Next step was get out, man. And I always kind of had the thought in my mind that I was gonna get out, go to school, re-enter the military with a commission, uh-huh. right? And then do some type, other form of like special operations. And like, dude, I'm telling you, the second I like quit I was like, all right, I need to get back like ASAP or do something again. So like, I just started thinking about other options of like what I could do. Totally, totally wanted to just get out, go to school. Uh, Didn't even know what I wanted to study. Just like all I was thinking about was like, all right, I just need to like get back in and try this again. Mm -hmm. Like that feeling of, of not accomplishing a task that you've wanted to do for so long is like all encompassing. So like when you feel that type of failure, And you like had that moment of weakness and you quit and you're like, but I think this is still my dream. Like, it's hard to just like drop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm get. I got out, you know, obviously still training like crazy thinking about that constantly, you know, but also just thinking about like, okay, like I'm getting the GI bill. Like, what should I study? I should probably get a degree. That's like pretty good. And honestly, man, for the next couple of years, I just kind of like floated around, you know, got in and out of good relationships and bad relationships and like worked worked out a lot. And like I had, I was making enough money off the GI bill. While I was going to school that I didn't have to like work that much, mm-hmm. but I was like doing serving on the side and yeah. like doing some bartending and stuff like, you know, just to make extra money and make ends meet. I was training people doing client stuff. Um, and then, yeah, man, kind of like from that time on, it's kind of like led me to like where I am now. Like as I got out, I met my wife. Nice. Who? Well, my wife now, right? Um, And it kind of derailed a lot of the plans that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, fully entering the military with one goal in mind to do some type of like special operations is a very kind of like selfish pursuit. I wouldn't say selfish, but it's it's. you kind of have to be all in. Mm -hmm. Right. And I wasn't fully planning on like meeting a woman that I fell in love with and like wanted to marry and wanted to like do all this stuff with. So then, you know, at some point I really had to kind of just like reevaluate and be like, okay, like, do I really still want this? Or am I just holding on to like a dream only for the sake of trying to like accomplish something I didn't accomplish? Yeah. And, you know, eventually you get to a point where you're like, I don't even know if I really want to do the job anymore. I just want to like prove to myself that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think I'm at that point where it's been a couple of years, obviously. Um, I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, like, I, you know, it's, I don't think it's my dream anymore. And okay. there's a reason I didn't make it. Yep. Right. I, I didn't make it. So like, I don't get to look back and think, what if? It's like, no, you didn't. So just deal with your reality right now and just like, you know, find that next goal and that next mission. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I found jujitsu and I was yeah. like, all right, here it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You knew right yeah. away. Dude. And then I and then I started doing jujitsu and uh and I was like, all right, this is the next thing that I could be like obsessively addicted to and fills a lot of that same void of all the stuff that I was searching for in that type of lifestyle and that type of atmosphere. And it's just like, yeah, no dude,
0: bro. There's, there's <laughs> nothing easy about going into a fucking school, doing something you had never done before. Or in your case, you had grappling experience with wrestling, but still getting fucking mollywopped until you get good and everyone gets good at their own pace. Some people get good quicker and others don't, but everyone will, as long as you stay there and train with quality, you're going to get good. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing harder than going back each and every class knowing that you may fucking get your ass whooped. Yeah. And you just got to do it. So I can see exactly what you mean. That mindset, never giving up, never quitting.
1: Fuck it. For sure, man. And I think like, I don't know, like I enjoy getting beat up a little bit. Like I totally Mm -hmm. do. Like I, there's something about it where, like, for me, and I talk to, I talk about this a lot with like other guys that, that get it. I'm sure you get it, dude. Everyone gets it that does jujitsu. But like, there's something about like crushing yourself physically that like relaxes you mentally. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yep. so for me, like, I'm always very like switched on and like hyper vigilant and mm-hmm. always just like it's it's hard for me to kind of like turn off. Um, and the only time I ever fe- almost feel like I am is when I let out that kind of like aggression from like jujitsu. And, and at this point, obviously, it's not even aggression. It's just like, you know, I'm just moving around using technique and doing stuff like that. But there's still something about it that's like really helps me just like relax mentally and yeah. not be so like, you know, go, go, go all the time. Dude, it's, it helps me relax
0: for sure. So true. Like yeah. today, even uh, I train at noon. And before I don't know what the fuck was happening, but I was getting a little anxious for some I don't know what the fuck yeah. it was, right? Just like all right, I gotta do something, like I don't wanna be home. Uh-huh. And I went to, to train and like after training, bro, yeah it felt so good. Like hard rounds, but like for sure, felt dude. calm. It's so weird. Like you get, you give all of your, you exert so much energy and you're going through such a, like, uh, I I don't want to say trauma, but it's basically fight or flight
1: for sure. And then you feel good. You feel like Zen. Like what the fuck? For sure, man. Dude, it's amazing for sure. And there's so much more to it than just like the physical release too. um, like think of how much real life you, like how much real life you go through in a five minute round. Like, right you're going through like full on, like taking a look at who you are, like from a really like real lens, like even like towards the end of the role, like you're, you're, you're say you're like retaining guard the whole time. And there's like 20, 25 seconds left. And you just like have that discussion with yourself. Like, Oh, I'm exhausted right now. Like, should I, should I really try to retain this guard for 25 seconds? Or Mm -hmm. should I just like, you know, let the dude pass. He's probably not going to tap me because there's only 20 seconds left. And then we could just like laugh and like, slap hands. Right. That's like a, that's a small decision to make, but it's like in the grand scheme of things, like how you do every something is how you do everything. Like if you're like always right at the end, just like giving up and just Mm -hmm. like letting it happen. You might do that when like the stakes are higher, like Mm -hmm. bigger decisions where it's just like you get to the end and you like can't finish or you can't close. It's like, yeah, you got to Sometimes you got to like use jujitsu as like a way to figure out like how to like figure out life in general too. It's like being able to like really be honest with yourself and like go through those battles and answer those hard questions while you're training is like it's helped me in my life for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, um fuck,
0: dude. Like I tried doing that today at an end around, but someone had a choke in and I just tapped because yeah. I almost went out, dude. It yeah. was three seconds left, too. <laughs> no, we gotta tap. Um but no, I agree with you completely. It's a it's a huge life lesson to like you said, like it's it's so weird if if some people are like listening right now and never totally. did it, they're like, What the fuck are they saying it's a life lesson? No, it really is a life fucking lesson. Like even Let's just say you're getting your ass handed mm-hmm. to you by someone who's so much better than you and you just don't like, you're like, fuck some of those days you're like, fuck dude, this is a bad day. Yeah. Right. But then you For look sure. back at it. You're like, I should have, I should have fought more. I For should sure. have fought yep. more. And it's like that thing is like you give up yep. and then you feel bad. But then the next day you go with that same person again, you don't give up. <laughs> fuck. No, you don't give up. You may not win, but you don't give up. Like, you know For what sure. I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like a good fucking lesson. You don't even know that you're learning it.
1: Yep hundred yeah. percent that's i was i was rolling with uh Rosa last night I, oh I yeah with Rosa all the fucking time yeah Dude, i love him he's one of my main training partners and like i've i've been battling a bunch of injuries in a row like mm-hmm. again no one else's problem but mine like if i have to show up for like six months and get my ass kicked it is what it is because like i'm the one that got injured i'm the one that has to deal with it like not everyone has to look out so like he's been kind of just like beating my ass for months like as he should right obviously safely and everything but like that's kind of what i need when i come back and i'm trying to like get through an injury, it's like, all right. Like they still need to train their jujitsu too. And if I'm taking up a round from him every, every day or every other day, it's like, all right, do some jujitsu. Like I'm going to tap. It yeah. is what it is. Fuck yeah. And like, I'm finally starting to get to a point where I feel like I can like, you know, get back to like the type of game I like to play and just, like, be a little, hold on to things a little bit longer and just like, you know, not let people just like get me in stuff. They normally wouldn't get me. Yeah, and, like yeah, when yeah. you're battling an injury, it just is what it is. And like last night, like You know, I was going after and I was like, you know what? Like I'm feeling pretty good tonight. Like, I just got to like remind myself, like where my jujitsu's at and what I'm capable of. So I just like, I was like, all right, I know I'm going to be safe with him. Like, I'm just going to like do my best jujitsu right now and just like not give up stuff and not let him pass and not do all this stuff. And I had a great round and I'm just like, man, like sometimes you just, you just need to do that. You just need that reminder and just like. Reset it. It's like all is right on the mat. It's like, okay, yeah, like
0: that's it. You know, I don't still overcomplicate got it. Yeah, it. Don't exactly. overcomplicate it. Like, that's the it's one great, thing. Man.
1: The one thing that I was uh, always taught,
0: or I, I get told sometimes, um, like with, I'll go with Rob, Rob Alex, right? He motherfucker's a fucking wrestler. He's black belt in judo, black belt in jiu jitsu, yeah, right? For sure. But yeah, my, goal, my goal, my goal, my <laughs> goal, yeah. Okay. I have this as one of my goals, jiu jitsu, take him down. And if he's listening, yeah. I know he's laughing right now. Yeah. It's a great, him great down. goal, man. It's a great, for like, sure. That, I will quit jiu jitsu that day. For right sure. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But every time I go to do something, right? And I'm like, and then after the round, he'll be like, dude, stop hesitating. Yeah. He's like, just stop. he's like, who cares? If I'm sprawling you, you, who cares? At least you're going to learn something, yeah. right? You got to keep. You got to do something, and I'm like, you're right, you're right. And then the next round <laughs> I'll come in. The next round I'll come in. I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'll go in, do something like, like try to set him up, grab a leg, and I'm like, all right, cool. And then next thing I know, I'm getting tossed. For sure. But you know, after closer, goes, I'm closer each time, percent closer. And you know what? At the end of the round, he's not telling me you're hesitating. He's like, good job. Yep,
1: that's it. So now you know you're going, dude. I love that. Yeah, I have like, I, I'm very. I, I think one of my main skills in jujitsu is being able to like, after rolling with people for a couple of times, like, kind of figure out like. Their game a little bit and like where they're good and where they're bad, and like where I want to or how I want to use them to develop my own game. Like for like Dean Hot, for example, right? Uh, like yeah, all yeah. of a sudden you just start doing like a ton of leg locks, start getting really good, but again, another safe training partner. So like every time I roll with him, I just like immediately get into leg locks with him. Yeah. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. okay, like I'm going to spend the next year just like, Figuring out Dean's leg lock game and like doing <laughs> leg locks with him. Cause like if we're going back and forth at a high level, like it's going to be hard for a lot of other people to leg lock me. So I'm like, all right, that's where he like thrives. Like I'm in. Yeah, right. And yeah. I find where the other person is really good. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'm working with him. Like Scott Cooper and I, oh, yeah. like he's been helping me a lot while I'm injured too, because like he'll just like play guard and like, we'll do like a five minute, just like guard passing, like round yeah. where it's just like, okay. Like, I don't really want to get, like, like tackled hard or swept hard or anything like that. So, like, I'm just going to, like, do my absolute best to pass you. You're going to do my absolute best to not let me pass you. And we get into, like, really cool, like, guard retention and passing exchanges, like, a lot. So, like, for me, I'm, like, five minutes straight, I'm going with, like, Scott's pretty, like, high-level jiu-jitsu. Like, oh, he's got really yeah, good jiu-jitsu. Dude, hell yeah. So, like, if I pass his guard, like, using some, like, new stuff I'm working on, I'm, like, oh, hey, cool. Like, absolutely. Right, you know? And then... You know that's gonna work on someone for sure that doesn't have as good of a guard. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, as you were saying everything, that's exactly what I was yeah. gonna say. Is
0: my guard passing got a lot better when I was because I go with Scott, right? And he's got a tough motherfucking on guard to pass, it right? Does, yeah, and and everyone knows my game. It's not a secret. Right now I like I don't really fuck with the knee. I should fuck with the knee cuts more and set up and and yeah. leg drags. I should and I will. But right now I'm working all those Torianos, right? Torianos coming in blocking the hip. Yeah. But Scott, man, he's so good at regarding and regain, like re- um, reestablishing his guard. For so sure. once I know if I could pass him, and I've passed him a couple times, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen a lot, but I have it. Like it clicks on you. You're like, oh, you go up with someone next, and it's like, no disrespect to them. They could be good, but you're like, I just went with someone exactly. gave me shit, and then you just fucking blow by. The reactions like, and stuff are yeah, just not just the come same. The, the reaction different. times are just like, all right, like. And it's like yeah. you with Dean Hot. you just said, like, cause Dean, bro, Dean's like the leg lock layer. Like, <laughs> if there was a layer, like a yeah. cartoon, Dean's in like the leg lock yeah. on it, right? And then if you're gonna fucking work with him, regardless of what happens in that, when you go with someone who doesn't do leg locks, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna
1: come out on top on that. And if not, you're not gonna get submitted. For sure. Yeah. And then like, sometimes with, like, you know, rolling with, like, Brandon Bernard or something. I'm like, all right, sometimes we just do, like, a five-minute, like, wrestling round where we're just, like, doing friggin', you know, we're sprawling, we're shooting, we're doing grambies, we're, like, rolling into a bunch of stuff, and we're just, like, moving, and we're just not giving up position, and we're just getting up and get... So, like, I, I almost... I have this like crew of people I constantly roll with that are all developing me in like different ways. Yeah, And I think that's where people a lot of times like lose sight of like how to progress in jujitsu. It's because like, you know, they're rolling the same with everyone and they're not like taking advantage of like where other people are good and bad and like trying to like form like a different style of like passing or a different style of like guard against certain people. It's like, no, they have their like two guards that they play or they have their like two passes they did try to do. And they like, Try to use that against every body type and every, you know, type of person that does jujitsu. And I just think that's where you're like, you're missing out a little bit on like the fun of like, it's almost more like gamifies it. It's like, yeah, it's like different, like characters, like you're like Mortal Kombat or Tekken characters. (laughs) And it's like, everyone has their own style and their own thing. And it's like, okay, like, how does this style work against this style? And like, I think you need to be able to be highly adaptable and like have a couple different styles that you could like immediately like turn on or turn off depending on who you're Going against. So, oh, so, Oh, one thousand yeah. percent.
0: For for me, I would say that's uh, I'm playing off my back a lot more now, good. and and that is something that I've prolonged for too long. And but now I'm starting to get better at it, and it's just like you're for so sure, much calm. Man. So you get a nice good wrestler, right? But maybe at the same level jujitsu as you. Sure, sure. They're, they they are on top the whole time, but they're they're really not passing you because you know how to regard. And then you're like comfortable, and then oh, oops, you're about to get uh, you know, someone's got you. You got a reverse Delaheven, and then you start to like oh, I can manipulate his weight and shit starts to make sense but you would have never
1: known it if you didn't play it it's no, just like crazy 100 percent, man um it's it's never ending dude no. there's like there's always something to learn i i'm like you a lot i i got all the pretty much all the way to purple belt without really developing my guard that much mm-hmm. so like the second i got my purple belt like you get that feeling of like All right. There's parts of my game that aren't purple belt level. So like I, in order for me to live in reality and be honest with myself and develop the way I want to develop and like the way I would expect like a student, my own student to develop or my own client is like, okay, like, what are you really not good at? It's like, or that's all you're doing. So like really for the first like six to eight months of like my purple belt, I just sat down at the beginning of every single round and I was like, all right, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. It's the only way I, I'm not the type of learner necessarily where like, you know, I could watch a ton of videos or I could like hear people talk or instruction. Like I learn when I'm rolling, I just really do. Mm -hmm. And I know there's like the whole aspect of like, you know, you really got to like drill and you got to like, really like lock everything in and like take time and like study and do all that stuff. And I love that. I love watching jujitsu. Don't get me wrong, but like, until I feel it done at like the speed at which like my brain is operating like during roles it doesn't like super sink in like no. i can do stuff in the beginning of class and i can like learn all the movements and stuff like that but it's just not how i learn man like yeah. i learn like i will pull something off in the middle of a role that i've never done before and then i'm like oh i can do this now forever yeah it's like i do it once real in the middle of a role and it's like oh now this is like a tool of mine yeah and it's it's crazy because a lot of times that happens after like being in the same position and feeling that same thing like on like the thousands time you feel yeah, it and you're 1, like 000%. oh there's something here I haven't seen okay let me try that and you're like oh wow like I missed this for the last three years. How did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, yes. you missed that. It's right? crazy, man. And you know, what, you know, it's cool? you know awesome too.
0: What's awesome is like going with people who are like experts. Yeah. And you and you try like you're trying your hardest to get something on them. Just, <laughs> Mikey May. Yeah, Mikey <laughs> May. Yeah, that's exactly Joe Campisi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, so people, frustrating. So frustrating. And like even but I, if, I love it, man. Oh no, it. it's great. And you know, like sometimes what I'll do is like, this is like a, a trick. Not even a trick. Just a tip for all of you, like like us, like the ones that yeah. are working up to that. If you try to put them in something, they're going to get out of it, of course, right? Yeah. But actually, like, pay attention to what they're fucking doing. You know how many times yeah. I'll get in a situation, I'm like, fuck, they're getting out of it. And instead of being like, fuck, they're getting out of it, I'm just like, oh, wait, let me see how they're getting out of it. Yeah, 100%. Oh, let's, oh that's what... Uh, obviously, it's going to be easier for them because they're doing it
1: a long time, but yep. now at least I can have an idea. Right? 100%. And then, like, in that moment, too you're like, if you're so focused on like trying to tap them and squeezing and grit, like yeah. you're not going to see anything. You're, you're not, not going to see how they get out. You're not going to see how they respond. Like, and it, it's just not it, like, who cares who you tap, yeah. right? It, it doesn't matter. Shit, like, bro. it's like, take that moment, see what someone high level is doing. One, they're going to want to train with you more too, because you're like controlled in these end, yeah. end game submission areas. Right. Yeah. If I roll with someone that like, I know like they're going to do anything they can to get that tap in, in like that position. It's like, I might be more hesitant to roll with you, but if yeah. you're a person that like has really good technique and you have me dead to rights and you like can just like stand there and yeah. look at me, it's <laughs> like, I'm going to tap anyway, dude. Like that's cool. Like yep. to be able to have the skill of jujitsu, like to like someone to lock up like that perfect heel hook and just like, they, you know how they just stop yep. and you're just like, and they look at you. Oh, I'm totally you. like, there's yeah. no way I'm getting out. Tap, tap. and we restart like cool. Like I'll do that for every position. If you get my, if you get me in a a great arm bar and like I'm fully extended, like tap, like yeah. great. I'm not gonna. Or if I'm doing it to someone too, it's like, and you just want to grit and like fight so hard that like something's gonna snap. Like I'm I'm just. I'm letting it go. Yeah, 1,000%. Like, yeah, sure. dude. Like, like, and i like, roll to something else. Bro, like, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And I have no problem
0: going hard, balls to the wall, rolls, mm-hmm. right? As But it's, like, with the control people. And even For people sure. that come to visit the gym, like, I don't fucking care. I'll be your – you want to fucking go? I'll go. For if sure. You, if you're, like, a, I've gone with people who are standing up and, like, I don't even know if they're doing it on purpose or not. But they're, like – they're trying to, like, get a – like they're what? What do you fucking call it? like tying up? They're trying to tie collar up tie, collar tie, car tie, and, and they're like, like fucking smacking in the yeah, face. And like I don't, get, I don't go like, dude, stop. I'm like, all right, this motherfucker. This yeah, is what you sure. want to do? We'll do it, for right? Sure. But here's the thing. At the same time, I rolled with someone uh, that came into the gym, very high level. Uh, he's not, he's not from our gym, but he's come to the pro classes, very high level, right? Yeah. And I just remember, like, I'm playing leg games with him, dude. I don't play leg games. Like my yeah. leg games are are the next thing after open guard that I'm gonna work on, right? Um. Dude, he gets me in an area, and I could even feel it coming because I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I'm 50 50, and my heel's so exposed." Mm-hmm. Within a millisecond of me thinking that, motherfucker takes the heel hook, but instead of doing what you do, he's not looking at me. Dude, he literally so, like, and I, I and, and I feel my knee go, and I just tapped, and he's like, "Don't," he's like, "Dude, don't give me that," and I'm like, "Yeah, I get it, dude. Thank you for showing me." But uh, thank God, I actually fucking have some. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying strong knees; that doesn't even make sense. But like. Thank God you didn't fucking pop my goddamn LCL or whatever, dude. Yeah. I, it I, makes
1: no sense. I hate rolling with people like that, man. Like, I get it. Um, or MCL. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I love going hard, too. Like, that I'm there for the reality of jujitsu. Yeah. I want to be, like, good at jujitsu from a, a point of, like, being able to really defend myself against anyone. Like, yeah. that's the whole point. So, I get what it's like to train hard. I love training hard. But there's a difference between training hard and training safe. And, like Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta take care of your training partners. Even if you're dropping in other schools, you don't know people. Like, dude, dude. who cares? Like, Bro,
0: how do you how do you yeah. approach that? Because when I go to other people's gyms, it's like a it's, a, it's like a, yep. it's almost like a dichotomy. You want to be respectful, you don't want to
1: be an asshole, but then for you sure. also want to rep your gym a little bit. You don't want to look like a bitch. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, um, <laughs> it's hard. Like I've dropped into quite a few schools. I love dropping into new schools. Yeah. And I I for me, it's always like i guess what the old adage what everyone says like i try to match what you're doing yeah right i'm at the end of the day too though i have to like protect myself too so thousand percent you know i'm rolling with some blue belt that wants to like win like i'm like all right well we're gonna roll hard then like i'm still gonna have all that intuitive like safety and really try not to hurt anyone like always yeah. but i'm also gonna like make sure i don't get hurt too like i don't know if they're gonna like rip stuff or like do stuff so like i'm gonna win. i'm gonna try to win like yeah that's always the goal if i'm rolling with another like super chill purple belt or, or even a black belt to the other school like you know i'm gonna try to do good jujitsu yeah. i think that's the best way to represent where you train is like i want this guy to roll with me and be like oh this dude feels like jujitsu like he feels like he knows what he's doing yeah so like that's always my main goal is to be like oh when i roll with this the guy that the black belt that owns the school that I'm dropping into, like, I just want to make sure, like, in every position that I'm doing, like, good movement and I'm, like, representing jujitsu well. And he's like, OK, this dude feels like a purple belt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether or not I. That's a good. Dude. Tap anyone or do anything. It's just like you could usually tell when you're training with someone that like, oh, this dude kind of gets it. He gets yeah. jujitsu. He moves like he moves like the techniques are supposed to be like you know, displayed and done and it's just like, that's always what's cool to me. When I feel someone that has really good like Mm jujitsu, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Dude. And you You could tell too. That's a good answer. And it actually does put that into perspective because you
0: could definitely tell when you're rolling with someone that is just not trying to kill you. Like, because sure. they could kill you, yeah. There's like, you get it, like, you have this sense, you're like, Oh, this person's good, I think they're taking it easy, yeah. Then you'll be like, Oh, who was that? And they're like, Oh, like 17 time world champion, All yeah, right, yeah. Cool. yeah. I got <laughs> you, sure. yeah. Yeah. Usually, like, it's just fun, like, it's and it's not disrespectful either because if you get to a higher level, they're gonna fuck you up yeah. at full speed. But it's like when I was going with Phil Hawes, yeah. I rolled with Phil Hawes at a pro class once, and like, he, he wasn't trying. But like he still fucked me up. Exactly, you know what man. I mean? Like he like it's just like a it's
1: like a respect. You know what I mean? And that's cool, dude. It's it, like when you get to a certain level, you should be the kind of guy. At least that's what I want. Where like everyone enjoys training with you. Like yeah, I dude. Anyone that has rolled with me can can they can tell you like I just tap early to stuff, man. Yeah, it's just like fucking training. I just don't care. I've been injured enough times that have taken me out of training, and I just had to like eventually get to a point where I'm like, dude, I just really don't care. Like yeah. I'm good enough to know when I, when I go and I really go and I'm like trying not to be tapped and tap people like I can, but a lot of the other times, like it's like six thirty at night, dude, I just want to get a good workout in. Like, I just want to hang out with my boys and like do some good jujitsu and, yeah. l- and, you know, move around. And like, I, I just love jujitsu in a way where like of what it brings to me like the rest of my life too so like when i can't do it because i'm like going too hard and i get myself hurt or i do something stupid it's like that's that's not me man like if i was trying to be like a 10 time world champion like i would train differently i would probably go through rounds thinking a lot differently like if i was trying to be like the best in the world at something like you probably shouldn't be like you know doing some of the stuff I do on like a nightly basis, you know, <laughs> just like really like, yeah, I guess I don't really know. Right. Cause I'm not, I'm not a 10 time jujitsu world champion. Like there's a lot of stories of like, you know, like guys like Gary Tonin and stuff getting tra- like tapped a ton during training. And yeah. he like, is that, that a level? So like, I honestly think I would probably roll very similar where I'm just like putting myself into these positions all the time where I'm like, I am getting tapped, but I'm like learning new stuff. But then like, Every once in a while with like the right training partner be like, all right, there's no way. Like I'm trying to tap him and I'm not getting tapped. Yeah, and I still have guys I do that with do, all the time.
0: Do you know sure. who's really good at explaining that? Uh, Andy. Andy. Andy, will, Andy will explain that all the time. Actually, yeah. he, he went He went over it yesterday. He was like, he was showing an escape from 4.11. Yeah. And he was like, dude, he's like, when I was working my game and even like when I was working this escape, I would just let my, like I would do everything I needed to do and I would let my ankle hang there. And I just wanted to see how long... I could stay before someone was able to dig my ankle out and get the heel hook. And he's like, he's like, who cares if you get tapped? Fucking cares. Like, you're getting no, better. Love that. And it, and he goes, eventually, people weren't getting it. And he's yeah. like, Oh, I can stay here all day and be comfortable. Yeah. And like that's like,
1: once you have that knowledge of, oh no, I'm safe here, no one's fucking you. For sure. Nobody. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the way Andy like explains stuff. It's though. very philosophical. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, a lot of it resonates with the same way I think about stuff too. So like when he gets into those like diatribes of like, you know yeah the, the, the deep like understanding of this position and like you know how it could pertain to like you know self-defense and fighting and doing all that stuff like I, i'm always you know fully focused paying attention Fuck yeah. i like that stuff too man I, I really do and like that's that's the key with me too like a lot of times i'll like get into positions where like you know i, I know i'm probably going to get tapped right in the next like 15 to 20 seconds but i like i want to see like what this position is like i want to feel it like i want to you know, let's say we're doing legs or something and my foot's in this one position where it's like, I know my heel is going to get caught probably in 10 seconds or so. But like, I also, I've never been in this position and like grabbed that leg and put it here. Like, what does that do? Like, is there any way to like get out from here? Or like, or what happens if I like, cross his legs and try to go for like a cloverleaf here or like is there a bolt cutter here and like unless you're like sitting and being relaxed in that last 10 seconds of like the deep submission you're not going to like figure that that stuff out and then you're missing a whole part of your game because most people are just like the second like any submission is like there it's like you go full crazy mode and you try to get out (laughs) or like right and it's just like you're just not doing jiu-jitsu anymore at that point you're just you're just fighting and you're trying to like you know, not lose. And it's, I just think like, if at every point you're just always thinking like, what should I do from here? That's like the right jujitsu. I think that's where you really kind of like can move forward and, and really develop a cool game for yourself. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree a hundred percent because it's like, you could fucking
0: tap every goddamn person on the face of the earth. Right. With the same
1: thing. And maybe that'll work for you, but it's like, I did that with, an, with the ankle lock, my entire blue belt. I yeah. was just like, all right, I found something that works. I'm going to yeah. like build my whole game off of this. And it actually really benefited me. So like, I, I don't, I don't think like that's necessarily a bad idea just because Jujitsu is so big and it's so long. Like I, we're, we were talking about that the other day at the seminar. We are, yeah, yeah, actually. yeah. yeah, We'll,
0: we'll touch on yeah, your yeah, seminar yeah, too. Yeah. We'll do, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, you could literally like pick one move or one position and be like, I'm gonna work on this for the next two years and oh, just like try to so for me, like once I started finding success with like that the leg locks and the ankle locks, I was like, okay, like there's a lot more here than just getting submissions. Like, oh, I can use it to like combat stand-up, I can use it to pass people's guards, I could use it as a home base when I start to like freak out, like, okay, I'll shoot single leg X, like sweep them, and then like, all right, I'm back to where I feel comfortable. So I started developing kind of like a whole game off of that. And then it just like branched out and branched out. And now I try not to do that too much. Like I really don't like sit back into leg locks anymore. Like I was doing like my whole blue belt because I want to like develop my passing more and stuff because I know at any point, like if, if I get kind of like knocked to my butt or something and I just like real quickly pull like a 50, 50 or something like, all right, I'm back where I feel kind of good or in a a single leg Mm -hmm. X or like, so yeah. So it's, I don't, I don't constantly put myself there. Like there's other things now that I'm working on. You yeah. Know? Sure thing. No, 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 no. That, that That's extremely important. Um,
0: but to move on, I want to, I want, I do want you to talk about your seminar. Cause I want you also give like, you know, people for sure an opportunity to go to it. Cause you are, I, I would like to move on to your whole personal training because yeah. you're a personal
1: trainer, right? Yeah. I mean, um, Yeah. I mean, I would say yes, because I've been doing it for like 15 years now, Uh but I don't always do it full time or anything, but I've always had, I think for the past like 10 to 15 years at like, I've always had like a client or like two clients or three clients. Sometimes I taper it up. Sometimes I taper it down depending on like what I'm doing in the other parts of my life. You know, like, uh, I'm definitely a person that enjoys doing a lot of different things and like trying a lot of different careers and like just it, it Enjoying like the adventure of like exploration and finding out like, like what's out there, like what's cool, like what do I actually like, what do I want to do, and then develop some type of like very tapered life for me. Mm-hmm. It's like I know what I like, I know what I don't like, and now how do I either build that or find that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm always kind of searching for. But like the personal training and the lifting and the strength and conditioning and, and CrossFit and all that stuff, like I've been doing that for a really long time. And, again, naturally, the longer you do something, the more people you're around that do it, the more people that come to you for advice, the more people that want to know about it. So, like, I almost just, like, get clients naturally by the, me just, like, working out with people and giving free advice and stuff. And then they're just like, hey, do you, like, do this or do you do that? And, like, I don't, like, market myself like crazy or try to sell it or anything. No, but um, you're, you're- – uh, you don't need to sell it because what,
0: what I just picked up, what you were saying there, you'll you'll market it or not market it. You'll give it for free, right? But for the sure. shit
1: works. It works and it works so yeah. well that people then want to pay you for your service. And the cool thing is, is that I'm so into fitness in so many different avenues. Like, dude, I love swimming. I love ultra running. I love CrossFit. I love jujitsu. I love bodybuilding. I've done a bodybuilding show. Like I've done a I've done. You know, there was times where I was powerlifting. I was deadlifting like 600 pounds. Like I've worked myself into like being somewhat competent in a lot of different like endeavors and a lot of different like fitness realms that I meet a ton of people that are all like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I developed kind of this like hybrid training method of all things that I just really just want to do. Yeah. And then it naturally kind of like descends into this like, all right, well, I guess this person wants to get fit in this way. I'll write a program for that or I'll do that or I'll do this. And just being... A walking billboard in a way where like, I'm always pretty fit. So it's like, yeah, you, you
0: definitely, it definitely yeah. shows your body. Like you're, you are ripped. So, and and like, you definitely know what you're talking about
1: because you live it. Yeah. yeah and I'll, and I'll do the workouts with people too. Mm-hmm. So it's always like, I always like to kind of lead from the front in that way too. It's like, I'm always out there doing it. Like I, I'm putting on a headlamp and running nine o'clock at night in the cold. Like when no one else is doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to write that in your program and expect you to do it. If I'm not actively doing, I love that. So like, yeah. I know, I know what works and I know what like, will take people to the next level because I'm always trying to get to that next level. Like I, my, one of my greatest pursuits in life is to just like be the absolute, like best person, form of myself as possible. And that requires a lot of work in a lot of different domains. So like on a daily basis, I'm always thinking like, how can I get fit or how can I get better? How can I learn more? So I'm doing this stuff all the time. Yeah. And through that development and understanding, I've been able to kind of like help other people on their path, kind of see like where their weaknesses are, or where their holes are, or what they need to do. So it's just kind of naturally fallen into that rhythm where I like, the thing that I've been passionate about for the longest in my life, which is like really hard physical training is just slowly getting to that point where I'm like, Oh, like I've spent 20, 25 years on this. Like this is kind of what I'm good at now. You know, this is kind of like maybe where I need to really like lead my life in that direction where I'm like, okay, one, I get to constantly make myself better in my own physical world so I can help other people. Which is gonna keep you young. Which is great, man. Like yeah. it's what I want to do. Anything I'm doing in my life where I feel like I'm getting like in less physical shape or in, or like just mentally doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. Like I start to like fall apart. Man. Yeah, so like when dude. I'm not training hard, like that's getting into that whole yeah. like mental health thing with all this stuff too and, and how it can help so much, man. Like I feel the absolute best like like I feel like myself when I train two to three times a day or I'm oh, I'm just doing something that's like exhausting me. Like I have to feel exhausted or I just like yeah. my brain will just keep going man
0: oh 1000% dude it's like and you know too you know when you shouldn't be doing something yeah when you, and look I'm not gonna pretend like that I'm fucking turn around look at the amount of fucking liquor bottles I have I know I'm a bartender <laughs> I, I, I'm it not saying I'm Jack to at, though yeah. bro you lift I no 1000% 1, 1, like, like yeah. I definitely eat healthy I yeah. definitely watch what I eat but yeah. I'm not gonna pretend like if yeah. I'm walking by beanies one two times a month that I don't stop there <laughs> I do right but it's not all the time yes. so it's like you gotta it's like you said you gotta taper it and sure you can be disciplined. And if you yeah. want to tell yourself that
1: you want to eat clean and no cheat meals, go ahead and do it. Right. For sure. But you don't have to do it that way. No, you don't. And you just have to, this is kind of the next stage that I would get into is everything is relative and everything's tailored to what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, I always like to constantly remind myself to like live in reality. Yeah. Like constantly evaluate yourself and see if what you're telling yourself you want matches what you're actually doing yeah and that's where the discrepancy always is dude it's like i want this but i'm not doing this yeah right so for me to sit here and say like oh i want to be like one of the the fittest people on the planet like that requires me to like actually like do that shit yeah like go six months without a cheat meal yeah like always be thinking about training, always be thinking about like, okay, like every single day I need to do one form of conditioning. I need to do one form of lifting. I need to run. I need to do jujitsu. Right. And if on those days I don't check those boxes, then like, I'm kind of lying to myself. I'm like, okay, like what I'm saying I want is like, not what I'm actually doing. Right. So if someone comes to me and they're like, Hey, I want to like really get everything perfectly dialed in. I want to be like, the fittest version of myself, I want to do this show where I want to compete in this thing. I'm going to be like, okay, like then we're going to get serious. Yeah, But if yeah. you're not, that's fine too. Uh, but like, let's taper our goals then. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, and, and I love what you said about like
0: what you want yep. because that's so important. Dude, if you are doing like, if you, like you say, like hypothetically, someone says they want to do something for sure, but then they, they don't do it. They beat themselves up. But it's like, what did you want? Yeah. Did you actually want it? No. Okay,
1: then no. don't worry. But don't complain don't that you exactly. didn't get to that point, right? For sure, man. Like, <laughs> you get what you get, dude. Exactly. You got to put in the work. I was like you if if you take care of the work, the work will take care of you. Yeah, 1000%. Right. That's kind of how I like to to live my life too. It's like, okay, like I have these really long-term goals that almost have no end but like, this is the kind of occupation or I don't even, what do you, what do you even call it? Right. Life goal or destiny or whatever. Like I've somehow found myself into this world where I'm like really pushing the envelope on like what I can do physically. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, well then I need to actually do that. Yeah. Like all the time, (laughs) or I'm just like a fraud. And I'm just like telling myself something that's never going to like be real and I'm always going to have to like reevaluate because I'm like not doing the work that I need to be doing. 1,000%. You know? And it's like, it's like a, it's almost like the, it is an ego thing
0: and it's not a bad thing. Like it's what propels you, like it, it's what makes you successful, right? For sure. Like And I, like, I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. Like we all have an ego, the For ego's sure. there, right? Yeah. For example, I'll give you an example, your fucking seminar, which I went to, which is awesome, yeah. right? That, that thing that we did, that workout, that workout. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we did Cuddlebell squats. Goblet squats. Goblet squats. Okay. Yep. And then every minute, when that minute went down, you had to do eight. You wanted to
1: do wrestling. Um, What's it called? Wrestling sprawls. sprawls. But, but they were basically just mod- – they were like burpees, right? Modified burpees. Without, Modified burpees. Without dropping your chest to the floor. Just yeah. a sprawl. Ba- up, down, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's just a quick explosive movement to like get your feet all the way out into a plank position, jump up, land flat. Yeah, that's it. It's fast, yeah. Yeah, Fast, and you do eight of that. And then whatever
0: was it, so let's just say, so the one minute goes down, you stop doing your squats, you do these eight modified burpees. And then let's just say you finish it with 42 seconds left. Those remaining 42 seconds, you start squatting again, and then when those forty-two seconds are out and you repeat that, right? Oh, yep. And then the goal was to get to a hundred and. I, I, I'm good at explaining what we did. At the yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. 100. I'll correct you if, if there's anything wrong. Cool. Yeah. So a hundred and fifty. Um, it was the course. goal. Course yeah. course was the goal. Now you said something before we started, right? Because me and Irvin went for the. Uh, I think I went for green first. Yeah. I went for green, and you said, and you you said it with a nice smile. You were like, "Men can't go, you have to go light blue or red." So I looked at light blue and I looked at red, and I was like, 24 kilograms is about fifty pounds," and and me being me, yeah, I go, "Fuck it, go big or go home," and I took that red, right? Yeah, within the first. The red was
1: seventy pounds, by the way. Get the fuck Just out of how. here. Yeah.
0: The red was 70 pounds. Fuck off, dude. (laughs) I did that with 70 pounds. Yeah, that was 70. Dude, I thought it was like, oh, all right, regardless. All right, now I can see why my legs are destroyed even five days after. That was 70, bro. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, me, see, Matt Mezzacampo, he was smart. Yeah. He took the light blue, which was still in a certain amount of weight. Yep. But he got through the 150 without ever having to change the weight. For sure. Irvin and I. And Roso, we, <laughs> we took 70 so, pounds, I guess, right? You sure did, boy. And uh, we started doing – I knew within the first two sets, I was like, I fucked myself. I knew it. I knew I fucked myself by taking this. I was like, dude, I don't do this type of workout. I'm fucked. But here's the thing about the ego. I What was I proving, dude? No one in that fucking gym gave nope. two shits. If they I were in their own finished. misery, dude. Exactly. They weren't looking at you at all. But you know what? I told myself. I told myself that if I don't like, like we said, what you do in one thing is how you do everything. One hundred percent. I told myself. I was like, if I don't finish this, I, yeah. I, I was like, you're a failure. Yep. I literally told myself that midway through. I was like, if you don't finish this, you're a little bitch. That's yeah. what I told myself.
1: Bro, that's, that. what, that's why I was grunting. I was like, bah. like I don't yeah. do that when I work out. But <laughs> I, I was, I was fucking in pain, bro. Yeah, man. Sometimes you need to go to a different place that you don't really like find yourself in to get through these types of really hard, like arduous workouts. Yeah, and, But that's that's where the magic is, man. Like sometimes you need to do something that's like just slightly over your normal tolerance and like find a way through. Yeah. Because now that's your new normal. That's your new tolerance now. Yeah. You already did it. I already did so, it. So like that's where that constant, like what I was talking about, like progression and progressive overload comes in. It's like, at least once a week, you should probably be doing something where you're like, I don't know if I could do this or yeah. finish this. Because if you're always doing workouts that you know you can do and like are, are in, within your comfort zone, like, yeah, you may still like, maybe like put on some muscle or, or stuff like that, but it's not going to offer you the same type of like mental benefits that like really hard, intense training is going to give you. Yeah, And, it, you know, it's, it's not easy. And that's what I was saying middle of that workout. I was like, there's no other way for me to teach you what i want to teach you unless you get yourself to this point like yeah this is where you learn like okay you're halfway through the workout now you're having starting to have that discussion with yourself of like i don't know if i'm gonna make it through this like maybe i picked too heavy of a weight maybe my form's just not good oh i, I should probably shouldn't do this because i don't do this type of training, right you start having those like talks with your yeah. with yourself And then at the end of the day, once you finish the workout, you look back and like, it's all bullshit. You're just trying to come up with a way to get out of what you're doing right now. Yeah, 1000%. You're trying to come up with any possible reason why what you're doing right now isn't the right thing you should be doing and you should stop. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't. You can't. You got to keep going, dude, you, right? I mean, you can. You can. But I would not, dude, I that would you have bothered me the rest of the day. Yep, it would have. I would not. Dude, I'm telling you, like, that's how my brain works. Like, yeah. if I do something like that, or if I program a workout, and, like, I, I succumb to, like, the bitch in my head that makes me, like, oh, I, I made it a five-round workout, but I'm, like, I'm going to run out of time, so I got to do it a four, right? <laughs> like, there's a, it'll stick with me for, like, four or five days where I'm just, like, like fuck like <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and then that's what i'm thinking about half the time when i'm walking around like in my own brain like i'm just thinking about like me like constantly <laughs> mentally progressing past that like next stage i'm like how do i get even farther into that like really deep uncomfortable zone and like yeah just keep it going that's what excites me man dude that's what keeps me alive man it keeps me waking up the neck for the next day like oh fuck yeah suffering is is really enjoyable for me but it, it takes a really long time of like constantly doing this stuff to like fall in love with it almost mm-hmm. like it's a there's a lot of people out there that, that feel the same way, but you know, it's few and far between, you know, but like, they're the people that always want to push that envelope, like physically, like mm-hmm. they're on that like physical path of life where they're like, all right, like, I'm just going to keep going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, dude, like, yeah, it's like, it's like, I can't even explain
0: it. It's just, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know. It, it's like, you know what I've, you know, what helps me? To get into that mindset, it's almost like what you said before early, earlier in the podcast. It doesn't always need to be physical. Yep. So if you can train yourself in a mental aspect, because if you think about it, I love I like you like reading books about like all this stuff. Yep. I love reading books too, but like I, I I learn about like uh I don't know if you do too, but like the brain, like yeah, subconscious, love right. connections, love that. So yep. your brain's making the synaptic synaptic connections, right? Yep. When you do something, the more you do it the less you try to find the excuse to get out of it. 100%. And then when those days come up where you're like, I don't want to do it, you're like, no, it's like it's like ingrained in you. It's a habit now. Now it becomes a habit. Now it becomes your reality. Yeah. You're like, you have to do this. And you want to do this. So what I would do is I I get up, I read 10 pages of, of the book that I'm, I'm on, 10 pages. Sometimes I'll go more, but I'll never go less. That's it, 10 pages. I got my water. I got my daily water I do a day. Mm-hmm. And then I do two articles in Italian to keep my Italian up. And then I got these little things. They're not hard, but they're things that I'm just keeping. And see though, what it does is that keeps, like you said, it, it will allow everything else to It's momentum. It's momentum. Yep. And everything in your life, you will then approach it. When I wanted to quit, I was like, no, for those reasons I said before. But also I was like, dude, you, you, even though this is hard as shit and the other shit isn't hard as shit, you have built a thing where you are now disciplined to keep repetition, repetition. You can't like, I couldn't quit. I no. couldn't. I just couldn't. couldn't, and and it wasn't only me. Like we all finished. Like it's not like I'm not. I'm not. This is by no means, folks. I'm not bragging, right? I had to drop the weight from red to light blue to green to finish that because <laughs> yeah. I was gonna fucking pull something. But um, and I, it just wasn't an option for me.
1: Exactly. It just wasn't an option. And that's the reality. And that's where like there's that part. There's that type of training too. That's like I think really important for people. And not even necessarily always physical. It's a lot of it is the mental of like. You got to find every sport and every exercise and every, you know, realm of fitness has something to offer. Yeah. But you need to like do it for a decade, right? You you need to like do everything for an extended period of time so you can really like understand what this thing's all about. Yeah. Right? Most people don't even like really start to like understand jujitsu until they like get their black belt. And then they're like, oh. Okay. Like now I'm just starting to break in. It's the same thing in everything. It's the same thing in like, like powerlifting or ultra running or surfing or anything, right? Anything you decide to do, you really need to like get your daily dose of it Mm -hmm. and continuously do it. So the same stuff you were talking about, like every day I read a 10 page minimum and I do this like over 10 years, like you have no idea the type of compound interest that's going to grow from that, from doing that. yeah, So it's the same thing with all these other physical endeavors or mental endeavors. It's like, you need to find a time every single day. Uh, Yeah. I would say every single day to like do something that's progressing you forward. Right. And it doesn't always have to be physical. I do the same thing. I, every single night before bed, my wife and I read every single night, right, right next to each other. We have book lights. We turn the lights off. We read like it's our thing. We love it. I got her into reading and now she, she loves it. She rips through books. I rip through books. Like, and I I try to read absolutely everything because you, you read a lot of stoic, right? I I love that. I I love stoicism and it's a huge part of the philosophy, but I read all all sorts of philosophy. So like, don't get me wrong. Stoicism resonates with me a lot for sure. Like it's one of the first types of thing I, I dove into and I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is a, it's almost like a, a guidebook of like how my brain works a little bit in a lot of situations. Cause I always felt like I was just like very emotionally blunted and like things didn't bother me that much. I was never like too high or too low. And I always like, there was always a part of me that was like, is there something wrong with me type of thing? Mm-hmm. But then you read a lot of this like philosophy and you re- you realize a lot of people like got to these types of understandings of like nature in the world that like, it's not necessarily incorrect or a different way to feel. There's just other people out there that are just like got this way from like, whether it's, you know, their own study or like being in stressful environments all the time. And you just learn how not to respond to every like outside circumstance. It's just like, yeah, I have this peace within that I want to keep. And like, at the end of the day, like nothing's really that intense or that bad that like, I'm going to let it like ruin that piece that I have inside. Essentially you learn that you're in control Exactly of of you. You're in control of you. Hugely important to me is like how you react to situations is like really important, especially what I was saying during the workout, right? One of the most important things that really hard training teaches you is it, it kind of immerses you and inoculates you to stress. So you're in this like super high heart rate environment you, you think you might throw up, like things are going wrong. You know, you have to pick this thing up. You're negative. You know, you're sweating, you're dripping. And in those moments, you need to find out how to just relax and like, be okay and calm yourself down. And like, that's doing it voluntarily. God forbid something happens in your life where you're involuntary forced into that type of extreme violence or extreme stress or extreme trauma. Like You're going to respond how you train, I promise you, Mm -hmm. because every single person that gets put into those environments that has trained has said that, like, you're going to drop down to the level of your training. If you've never felt what it's like to be, to go from zero to a hundred from like a heart rate level. And like, all of a sudden you completely lock up. You can't even think you can't even breathe. Like if you don't train that, like good luck being able to respond and do well when it actually happens in a real life situation exactly yeah dude. bro yo you know you know what just came
0: to mind with that is uh i was listening to another podcast and um the guy he's a former sf um or ranger i think greg, bro, I, greg you I really understand. like yeah, dude yeah, i yeah. listen to
1: this podcast he's oh great. yeah you listen, and listen to ever oh he's oh, amazing for sure amazing. i mean i i'm a i'm a, a child of the internet as well man yeah, like, yeah, yeah i yeah. love listening to podcasts uh, I'm always li- – if I'm driving, I'm listening to a podcast 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. of the time. Fuck I yeah. only listen to music like maybe if I'm doing like just an easy bodybuilding workout. Yeah. The rest of the time, I'm like consuming information. If I'm running outside, I don't listen to anything. Love I'm, it. I'm in you nature. listen to like, nature. I'm running. I love But that. yeah, love Greg's podcast. Like oh. I, I listen to all of stuff, so go Bro, ahead. he – yeah, fucking yep. – oh, dude. He's, he's savage. Savage. Good guy too. Uh, met him a couple times.
0: So – he was talking about how he'll get comments because he—he's actually his most recent episode where he was—he'll he'll get comments from people like, "You don't need to be in uh, in uh, insane shape for to to be a warrior. It's not like we're in the the era of swords." He's like, "Are you fucking kidding so me?" Stupid. He's like, "He's like, dude. He's like, <laughs> you're out in the fucking because he'll be like, when you're out there fighting, yeah. it could be in the desert, hundred degrees. You have." X amount of weight on you You're parched Like are you shitting me You need to be in good shape For sure And like And now those weren't exact words But it was basically The the gist And it's like It's so fucking true The only way That you're gonna know That feeling Right It's like what you said too With the um, You need to be Doing live rounds To get it Yeah Yeah, You could drill Awesome You can drill But when someone's Fucking coming at you To kill you (laughs) For sure How how are you really Gonna throw the triangle Get everything Got the arm across Like maybe after A couple times Yeah But you have to get
1: that like you have to be in doing it live. And that's why I love jujitsu for sure, man. And that's, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Like jujitsu is like my philosophy in a physical format. Yeah. It's the only way, not the only way, but one of the only ways that I've felt that I could like take my virtues mm-hmm. and the the person I want to become from a philosophical and like a hypothetical standpoint, right? and put it into practice into physical practice. So like that's my that's the goal man. It's yeah. like okay, you want to be virtuous, you want to have courage, you want to have integrity, right? You want to be strong, you want all these virtues that are important. It's like okay, you get to practice it on a daily basis at night or at noon going through like combat with your friends. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. where else do you get to practice that on a daily basis? No, Almost never. never. You go to some normal job, you stare at a computer screen all day, you go home and you you do a little jog around the you, you're coming home and and you've never had to like really like get through those really challenging like things. You know yeah. what I mean? And really like understand well, like who am I made of? Like who who am I actually? Exactly. You know? And dude. then when you finally get to go through that stuff, you're like Okay, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just think there's a lot of people that don't want to know. They don't no. like they're afraid to f- to feel their inadequacies, and it, you just can't be. And yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you 100. And I and yeah. in my opinion, I feel like the reason why
0: people don't want to do that is because one or two things. Maybe an ego, right? That they just yeah. don't can't get over, uh, which they can. It's they're telling themselves they can't. Yep. And the other thing that they're telling themselves is that that they are different than others. Let me give everyone that's listening. some facts here. We are all capable of accomplishing absolutely anything. The only way we will not is if we don't, A, don't try it or B, give up. So if you think you are any different than anyone else that's on the mat, let's just like jujitsu for an uh, uh, example, you go in there and you're like, fuck, dude, I don't want to do this because I'm going to get my ass kicked. Congrats. We've all gotten our ass kicked (laughs) and we still, some of us still get our asses kicked. And then guess what? We, then you learn how to kick ass on the people who are less experienced than you. Then you go back to the dude who's more experienced than you. You do a little bit better Then you get your ass kicked for sure. It's 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 ever evolving
1: series of getting your Your ass kicked. kicked. There's always (laughs) levels and there's always going to be someone better than you. Yeah to get your ass kicked and eventually gordon ryan right now is the best but one day he's He's gonna gonna get get old enough and slow enough where he's gonna get his ass kicked again. it is what it is is everyone's got their day you know it it that's that's the beauty of it though it's like such it's such a, a sport in an environment where like it's so like real and it's so honest and it's so truthful and it's just like it's so refreshing because you know the world we're living in right now is just like we're living in a complete world of falsity. Like no one even knows what's real or what's fake anymore. And it's yeah, like dude. all these men and women are having these existential crises because they don't feel like they like know who they are or what to do and everything's fake and everything's like weird, right? man. And it's like, what the fuck? And then you go to jujitsu and you're like, oh, this feels real. Yeah. This feels like a, a thing that humans should be doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude. Or you're like walking the woods and you're like, oh, okay. Life's not so bad. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. If you're struggling in your life, man, like get out and do cool shit. Bro. Like get out and suck at something like get immediately. Right. If, if you're trying something new, that's really challenging. You're going to suck for years. Yeah, just and fuck be, it. Who, cares? who cares? It does not matter, dude. I've sucked at so many things. And then you get, guess what? Like eventually you don't suck. Like yeah. I learned, I taught myself to play guitar. I taught myself to play fuck piano. Yeah. You know, I, anything new, I start like I'm totally okay with being completely new and sucking. I just don't care. That's the enjoyable part of me. I'm like, awesome. You know, the same way my my brain works where like I get good at things really quickly. I also get bored of things really quickly. Yeah. So if I get to a certain level where I'm like somewhat proficient, I'm like, all right, that's kind of old news now. Like what's next, right? Yep. So like me, the way I like to experience life and the things I like to do is like constantly learning new things and like starting over and I'm like, awesome like yeah, 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 i got yeah. this new thing that i like to do and now i can fully immerse myself into it. i could read every forum i could read get books on it i could like watch youtube videos on it and i can start to immerse myself in that world and learn something new very quickly 1000 and that's awesome that's so exciting right dude like, like i love that bro it's
0: honestly it just it it just gives you like a will to live not to say that yeah that, that's that's a little dramatic i i well, i, I it think just, it, like, it gives you
1: a purpose beyond it gives you something to aim at and goals to achieve like small goals to like you know obviously you need to develop that discipline in a way where it's like you don't want to start something new and then constantly quit at that either right but if you decide like okay i'm gonna start this new thing like just stick with it for a long time even if you do it like once a week or whatever just but like do it for a really long time and like eventually you'll start to build that like connection to it and you'll understand a little more and then it's just like and then you'll understand how to learn yeah like the art of learning is like a it's something you can learn yeah but guess how you learn how to learn you got to learn new shit shit, literally (laughs) you got to constantly try to learn new shit and like figure out along that road of like okay like this new thing i'm starting is very unique and it's not very much like the other things i've been doing so like i need to level up a little bit. I need to get outside my comfort zone and maybe learn something new to learn this new thing. And that's exciting too. It's like, don't be scared to be new at shit. If you're showing up to jujitsu and you get disgruntled because like after six months to a year, like you're still really not doing well. It's like, yeah, that's the point. Like that's, that's why it's cool because like people actually get really good at it. Mm -hmm. And then you like, it works, you know, dude. Exactly. They're, it's like it's like a form. Like it's legitimate, you know.
0: And also, too, I'll even add on to this too, because in society we have been ingrained, and it makes sense. Like a lot of things, you do it, you do it for a while, and you get good at it. But it doesn't always have to be long and arduous. There are many people who start their their career in jujitsu. They take a different approach. They study it very well, and they become very good very quickly. Like yeah. you. Can that could be you? For sure. It, it, but here's how it won't be you. Yeah. If you tell yourself it won't be you. Yeah. You know for what sure. I mean? Like, like literally, like it's life is. Once I realized that I am in complete, not just yeah. control, complete
1: control yeah. <laughs> of absolutely everything, my life became more enjoyable. Of course. Well, that's where you know you start to use all those like you know funny terms and all like the influencer terms and everything, right? Like. When you were saying that, I thought of two things, right? Mm-hmm. L- Jocko, right? Yeah. Everyone listens to Jocko, but don't get me wrong, I love Jocko, but like, you know, it's it's very militarized yeah. and like blah, blah blah. But like, the one thing I really took away from him that I that I think is absolutely real, and I use like every day of my life, is that like discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, the more I'm like locked in and do my shit and like do it every day and like the better my life becomes like yeah. in every single way 1,000%. right and then also i think maybe your boy is is the guy that said it like no one's coming to save you man oh yeah he like yeah, he could Dude, like, a like, those two shit. that's the same thing in two different sayings right yeah like you need to be disciplined right to get that freedom that you're looking for and like but like also like it's on you like yeah no yeah. one's coming to save no you, bro. Like, save you. If, if you have goals in your life and you're like failing at them chronically and you're and you don't know why and like it's it's your fault 100% 1000% <laughs> like, you just got to do more of the things that you should be doing and like it'll slowly get better like a- absolutely for sure and then the more of us that like understand i just say more of us like the more of us
0: as humanity yeah once we break out of it i think there's a great a great awakening happening or people. and i think you've touched on it before like people are like what the fuck everything's weird blah blah, yeah, blah. Man. i think there's an awakening happening and i think once everyone everyone is eight billion people let's just say the majority realize it i think our world is going to become better will it become worse before it gets better sure possibly yeah but i think once everyone starts to realize their full potential there's going to be less um immaturity there's going to be less uh like uh you know there's going to be like people are lashing out now look at it you know how many you go in the streets right and you got there's all crazy things right like it's it's drugs it's mental health like obviously but if we could take all these people these badasses from the streets right or whatever Mm -hmm. all these tough guys and put them in a fucking gym muay thai kickbox boxing jujitsu wrestling and they see how badly they could actually get killed they're not going to be a bully anymore dude (laughs) they're not going to be a bully yeah, anymore man. man like i'm sorry but they're not because part of knowing the tap the the art of the tap right you tap out essentially for those of you who don't do jiu-jitsu and maybe for those of you who do jiu-jitsu that don't think about it often essentially what are you doing you're giving up great because if you don't give up and someone has a choke in on you you're yeah. dead if they don't fucking give <laughs> up and then guess what if someone's got an arm they got you on a heel hook, they got you on a heel hook and and they don't honor your tap goodbye to your knee your yep. knee is fucked. For sure. Your ankle is fucked. Yep. Like, you start to realize, oh, for that second, my life was in that person's hand. My leg was in that person's hand. Yeah. And you start to be like, okay, I'm not going to be that much of an asshole anymore maybe on the streets. and Not that I was before, but <laughs> those people would start to realize that. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I think there's like – like, I think we need to get back to that. Like you said in the beginning of the show, you said long-form discussions. For sure. One, yes. Two, the thing with jujitsu, and this is something that
1: Greg says too on his show, camaraderie. Think about it. You're I'm on just, the mats. That's bro. what I was thinking. Man. Camaraderie. That's why it builds that relationship. Fuck that, yeah, dude. That sense of community, that that, tri- like, that tribe, right? Yes. That tri- and it, that's like you know that's a big thing, that's always talked about amongst the veteran community and why it's so hard and why so many veterans you know commit suicide and every- mm-hmm. because you lose that that tribe of people that are like you. Right. And this is something definitely I want to dive into a little bit Mm -hmm. um, because it's something I'm really passionate about. And it's something I, I always try to be really vulnerable with is like mental health. Yeah. Especially for men because uh, I I didn't get into it too much, but like I had a friend, a really close friend of mine that took his own life. I'm so sorry. Thanks man. It was and it was one of those things that, like, I almost, like, think about my life, like, before that and then post that. Because, uh-huh. like, it it was such a thing in my life that, like, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It caused me to go down so many thought patterns and roads that I would never in my life even think about or consider until it happens to you in such a raw way. Uh-huh. And since then, I've really developed my capacity to, like like understand what like like men are going through and like really try to like help people because like I've gone through it myself and like I see it in some of my other friends that are veterans and the people that are reaching out to me all the time it's like that that sudden loss of tribe and meaning right Mm -hmm. and pursuit it's like when you're in the military or you know whatever right it's not even the military it's but it's a very type of male or even female. I'm just speaking as a male because I am a a male and it's easier. Right. But you know, it's the same thing with, with females, but there's this sudden loss of like people that are like you. Yeah. And I think that's where it gets really challenging because like, there's a certain type of person that always wants to like excel or push themselves to be better or like, not do the status quo or people that are kind of counterculture type of stuff. You know what I mean? And when you, you're not always around people like that and you, you find yourself in these environments where you're like almost having to become someone else to like thrive in those environments. And then you get a year two, three years down that road where like, you don't even feel like you anymore. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, one, I don't feel like myself anymore. I don't have any goals that are truly my own that I'm like pursuing on a daily basis And I just, like, don't know where I belong, right? I'm not surrounded by, like, my people anymore. And it's, like, that's when you start to feel, like, just totally alone. And, like, there's a difference between, like, feeling alone and then, like, voluntarily entering into solitude as well, which I think is really important. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to get good and comfortable at being, like, by yourself doing stuff for a really long period of time. But with the the thought process of, like, this is positive— And I'm learning how to like be a better version of myself with myself versus negative being forced into like solitude or into like being like alone or feeling like you're alone. And I think that's where a lot of men, young men for sure, or men getting out of the military and stuff that are struggling because it's like, I had this identity, I had this sense of purpose and now I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So like what next? And the answer is (laughs) (laughs) jujitsu. Right. Every single one of my friends that comes to me and is like, dude, "Dude, like I just like, I fucking hate my job. Like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm like, just fucking start jujitsu, man. Like immediately within the first day or two, you're going to meet like at least two or other two or three other people that you're like, oh, this person's got that like warrior archetype or they're like, they're like locked in and it's like, okay, cool. Like at least I'm surrounded by other people that are like constantly trying to get better. Yeah. That's a good environment to be in. Fuck yeah, you know? dude. It's going really really to pick you up, dude. It's going to pick you up. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And that's a very, your whole, that, that whole thing you just mentioned about like what's the part like behind like the suicide and all that. Yeah, I think it's extremely important for everyone to maybe just go back and re, rewind to that where Keith started because think about it. Like think about the system that has a lot to do. Even like you said, outside the military, bro think about it in society yeah we've become so and myself included man i'm fucking the phone, man, this thing is fucking horrible. But I'm on it all the fucking yeah, it's time. It's just a
1: block of anxiety, dude. Right? It's just like dude. I try to stay off it as much as possible, and that's look good. At, look at my look at my phone right now. Where'd I put it? Is, is it in? Oh, there? I put it in there. But it's literally like it's like an iPhone six. Yeah. And the entire screen is almost so cracked that I could like could hardly use yes, it. I and love I love it. that. I love it. <laughs> I, use, I try to use it as minimal as possible. And every time yeah. I pick it up and I see that screen cracked, and I'm like, oh, I might cut my finger. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't use it. Yeah. Is there something better I could be doing right now? One thousand. And you know, I've, I've cut off, I wouldn't say completely, definitely not completely, yeah. but I'm not you going can't. on Instagram as yeah. much anymore. Uh, and not that I was like always on it, but I, there's nothing to check no. on there, dude. Who gives a shit? There's nothing to check. There, there is, I mean, not to get too far off topic, we'll come back to what we were talking about. Cause it's very important, but like, you know, you'd also be crazy to think that like, oh, if you're trying to start a business or you're trying to like do something where you're like getting clients or doing like, you kind of have to promote yourself on social media to an extent, but mm-hmm. like, You can do pretty much what you need to do in a day in 30 minutes Minutes. to an hour and then just – go on and like interact with people in real life 1, and let that stuff work like behind the scenes, 1, you know, you don't have to be on there all the time because you know, 90% of the time you're doing mindless activity. That's not getting you closer to your goal. Uh-huh. Like, you know that for yep. sure. And everyone knows that, but they're like, no, like I need to spend a lot of time. I'm, this is part of my job. It's like, is it, is it, no. is it really? Uh, no. It, <laughs> you sure, yeah, you sure yeah, about it, that? Yeah. <laughs> that? That, that, <laughs> the picture of whatever you're liking is
0: that are you sure that's like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like whatever. It's exactly. Like, but no, I agree with you completely like yeah i definitely use social media to promote like you know my my fucking podcast of course but at the same time like in and and that goes back to what we're talking about like the the loss of meaning in life basically what it all comes down to and we and just to repeat is we're just longing for that um what's what's it um the the contact the human human contact dude that communication of just being humans you know Talking, being people. And like, like you said, I agree with you completely. You definitely need to know how to be, be alone. Yeah. But
1: like being alone all the time, isn't good No, Like you need to be with people. I completely agree. And that's where like, you know, I'm a, I'm a very good blend of like introverted and extroverted. Like I, I'm a good extrovert, but I don't, it's not, I don't enjoy it. Like, you know, like I, where I feel most at peace and at home is like, you know, when I'm alone with a good book or like when I'm playing my piano or I'm like going on a long run by myself in the trails, like that's where I really like, I feel like I break down a lot of the barriers of who I am. And I'm like, okay, like I could just be me now. Like I could think about what I want to think about. I can do what I want to do. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that, like When you're in these environments with people, like everyone's got their friend groups where you almost like have to like switch a little bit. Like, oh, I'm with this friend group. So I have to talk about this or do this. Yeah. Oh, I'm with this friend group now. So I have to like be this persona or like this guy. And like, you know, from someone, I have a lot of friend groups and stuff like that too. And like, at the end of the day, I'm always me, but right. But there is always that semblance of like, and just being a normal productive member of like a group or society, like you got to be a little like blended in you can't be like a complete outcast or you're just you're that weird guy that no one wants to (laughs) hang out with right but there is that semblance of like okay like sometimes maybe i am like acting a little bit or putting on a little bit of a show for this right so like which is okay and it's you know it it's still fun at the end of the day too right like but there's there's always that point where it's like okay now i'm alone now i'm doing this like long like 10 mile trail run like by myself in the woods and it's like all right, life's real again. Like on me, like I need to be locked in. So I'm like looking for like dangers. I need to like make sure I'm fully focused. So I'm jumping from this rock to this rock. And it's like, and then you feel kind of like, okay, like there's no pretending right now. Like this is real fucking life. And I feel like that when I'm rolling too, man. It's like, this is real, like 100% real. And for me, my life is just a constant series of jumping from one real experience to the next. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm always searching for. And I'm trying to reduce as much possible falsity and like bullshit for my life as possible at all times Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to talk to real people. Yeah. I'm trying to meet real people that I vibe with. Absolutely. Right. If I don't really vibe with you, I don't really want to like spend a ton of time with you. If I don't like this movie or book or TV show, I don't want to watch it. One thousand percent. I want to do what I want to do that. I feel like progresses my life forward in a positive way and try to really avoid all the negativity and bullshit because they're like, what's the point, man? Like, We got one life, right? Yeah. And I know that's the most cliche thing to say in the entire world, but I constantly remind myself that, man, the longer and the deeper you get into philosophy in every way, shape or form, whether it's stoicism or any type of Buddhism or religion in general, like you really get to a point where you're like, okay, like I I need to like think about death often and I need to like think about the reality of one day i'm not going to have the opportunity to do the shit that i want to do so i really just like need to do it yeah like, just do it now. there's no other answer except like you got to start doing it through like action like thinking about it, it's awesome don't get yeah. me wrong like a lot of things that i read or hear or do like kind of like spark that initial like process yeah but at the end of the day like you got to do it like if you want to be a podcaster, guess what? You got to start a pod you podcast, start a podcast. And you got to start talking Yep. And you got to film yourself. And it's got to be the first couple episodes might be a little weird and uncomfortable, right? Yep. But you got to start. You right? gotta start dude. If you want to be a fucking jujitsu black belt world champion, you better go to jujitsu multiple nights a week. Like, oh yeah. You got to just start doing what you want to do. Like Absolutely. if you want a really high paying job, right? You probably have to get into that good school. That's going to lead you to that. Right, it's not just gonna happen out of nowhere. You gotta like study for it. You gotta get good at interviewing. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. Like, there's a process for everything that you want in life. But you gotta just like do it every day. You gotta start doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you literally just gotta start. Yeah, that's it. That's the hardest part. It's just or else starting. you're. And I've I've fallen into this too. This is all everything I'm talking about. Like everyone's listening to me, and they're like, "Man, like, he, you know, he sounds like what he knows what he talked for so long. I didn't. Like yeah. this is like." trial by fire for me because like there's been multiple aspects of my life that I failed at like miserably. Yeah. and I had to like want you can, like you can't give up so you have to like really be honest with yourself reevaluate who you are and what you've done wrong and really try to work on getting better at that so like everything I'm like talking about today is purely from me and my own failures and like having to like develop plans and like shit to get through this because like I've definitely there's aspects of my life still that I like I just can't get right yeah. because of like, you know, there's things about me that I think like the positives outweigh the negatives. Right. And there's a lot of things that I'm really good at, but I think the capacity that I have for being really good at those other things takes away a lot of like the other parts of my life that maybe I'm not the best at because mm-hmm. I'm putting so much more effort into the other things. But like, I also know too, at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it's, I can get better at those things I'm not good at. You know, I just need to maybe take a little bit of the energy of the stuff I like to do yeah. and put it into like the stuff I don't want to do. And, and that's my own reality, you know? And guess what? You In doing that, you may then... Like you, well, might you like don't it. like it exactly, exactly right? Like, you don't know. You, don't you know probably don't at like at. it because you're not good yeah, at it. Yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> essentially, dude. But you know what's you know what's so funny about that too? I, I agree with you completely because I'm also doing the same thing where I literally left a job, a career of six years, and you know what? I don't. Everyone like they get like surprised when I tell them that, and at first like, oh my god, you left that for here? It's like, dude. First of all, this is not. I'm not the end. Like I'm not quitting. I'm gonna find the way it is like all the the shit I said I was gonna get as a kid, right? I'm still getting it. I'll find a way. Trust me. Yes, you will. But the, the thing is, like, at least we're, and, and it's not just us; it's a lot of other people too are doing what they like, and I think that's what they're important. Like, you're they're exploring. We yeah. are exploring. You know, my opinion. Not saying I'm right or wrong. Just my opinion from like the generation above us, or the or the I should say like our parents' generations or whatever. Not saying that. First of all, every generation has their good things and bad things, for sure, hundred percent. So, but the one thing I could see with these generations is it seems like there's something that's missing in those generations that is leading to a lot of and and I'm not picking at this. I'm not if this is one of you that's listening. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying hear me out. That's leading to a lot of divorce. That is leading to uh, uh, people killing themselves or being miserable. Like just think of miserable. You you hear it all the fucking time, and it's not all of them, but you, these mega successful people. And then when you like you hear from oh yeah, but they or you just see how they act to, toward people, and they're very rude. Well, they're miserable, dude. Like if your life was so great, you wouldn't be being rude to people, right? Or then you hear through the grapevines, oh so and so's depressed. You say, what do you mean so and so's depressed? motherfucker well, fucker's got like the life. Oh, does he? Did he do? Did she do what they wanted? Did they do things just because society told them they needed to do it that way? You know what I mean? Like, yep. I feel like there's something missing in those generations that they can easily find. Even, I don't fucking care. I don't subscribe to the, I'm, I'm a little different. If you're 80, 90, okay, you're old to me. <laughs> but if you're 50 or, or, or yeah. 40 or even, I'll say 60, you're not old to me. You've still got a lot of life to live. I agree. And you could still, what I'm saying that is because you could still find this thing. But I feel like there's something missing. I feel like the they weren't they were programmed in a different way that they were strong they're tough motherfuckers like let's not be wrong they're tough motherfuckers and they have a lot of wisdom but i think some of them didn't pursue exactly what they wanted to do and that's what's causing them to be a little bit fucked
1: up yeah man i think i don't you're, know i i just my opinion i i think yeah i think you're spot on i think every generation like As we grow and evolve as humans, like all we know is what came before us. Right. So like things get passed down, like generational and generational. And it's like, I think for the most part, like humans are like an evolving ecosystem. So I think almost like the majority um, of civilization takes on like a mindset or like job or what or career or whatever in order to like progress through that era. Right. Right. So I think that generation of people, it's very similar amongst a lot of that generation. Just even looking at my parents and stuff like that. And and everyone I know in that generation, it's like, they kind of, they kind of had to do it that way. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I think the same thing totally. And I think that like, you think about their parents, what they went through, like that generation. Right. So it was probably a lot of that was passed down from their generation of like coming from like whether it was like the great depression or like world war two or things like that, where it's like that had a huge impact on society, which led to our parents generation being a little bit different. Our parents generation, you know, we saw them as we were growing up and then we, we saw like, you know, good things about it and bad things about it. And now our generation more of like, I'm like 33. So like the millennial generation, I think like is trying to take a little bit of that. Like, don't get like, Their generation too is like super disciplined. Like they went to the same job for 40 years, never took a day off. Like that stuff is commendable like too. But they also didn't grow up in the era we grew up in and see the the way the world is moving. They don't see the same trends we're seeing. They don't see like the capacity for like opportunity that's everywhere out there if you know where to look. So like there's different ways to do things that it's almost just like, if you're spending the time trying to like explain this, To like a different generation like they would never understand the way we view the world and vice versa yeah like they'll never understand the way they view the world so i think they have positives in the way they absolutely and i take a lot of i still take a lot of stuff from those generations but there's also ways where it's just like i hear you i understand you but like respectfully I also have a good idea of what's best for me and like how to navigate through the world and kind of let me figure it out myself. What's wrong with that? Uh, uh, Exactly. Because at the end of the day, I
0: don't want to say every, well, it is perspective, but at the end of the day, there's times where you can be uh, honest with yourself and there's times where it's like, okay, this is, my life is this way because I made this decision and I could either bitch and mope about that or change it or just accept it or change it. Like who cares? And I, I like that you said that too. It's like respectfully, I know what's best for myself. Even... If, if it's in the same generations, fuck it, let's just say it's your best friend or your homie or whoever. For sure. And they give you – and you look up to them. And they give you advice, right? And you're, you're thinking about your advice. You're like, oh, okay, I could see how they were successful in this. But this doesn't really resonate with me. Exactly. It's okay to
1: be like, okay, I won't take their advice. Like it's <laughs> or, okay. Or take pieces of it. Pieces of it. Bits right? and pieces. Then that's – I think if you're the type of person that's like open to opportunity and you're yeah. always interested in multiple different subjects and like different types of people – you'll take different things from different people and you'll form it into your own view of life and your own view. Yeah. And that's the cool thing. It's like the longer you're surrounded by people and the the this is, this is the real part, the better you know yourself, the more capacity you have to like hear what someone's saying and be like, okay, I see where there's parts of that that I could take, but there's also a big part of that that I'm just going to throw away immediately because I just know it's not like me, it's just totally not me. It's like for forcing a, a round peg into a square hole. It's yeah. just like, I understand like what you're saying, but like the amount of effort it would take me to like be that version or that person would like be better put into something I'm already really good at and like focus on my strengths and really like yes. put it towards yeah. there, you know, 1000%. Exactly. Like, and that's what I was finding a lot of times. And like, you know, just trying different things and different careers and stuff like that too is like, I was like, oh, I really like this part of it, but I really don't like this part of it. And it's just like, okay, like, how do I take all the things I like and the things that I, I really don't like and create my own path, my own way? Yeah, for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, nope. when you're doing that, you're probably going to be
0: more successful than than so. <laughs> than doing than living someone else's life. I'm, this is what I'm learning. Like, yeah. I'm literally like finding myself having to and, – and at first I was convincing myself. And then I realized I was like, I don't need to convince myself. Yeah. This is the the decision I'm gonna make. This is what I'm gonna do. And quite frankly, as long as it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not harming anybody. For sure. I could give two fucks what anyone thinks about you it. You have to. And and like that's where the convincing was coming in. Like yeah. I would
1: convince myself, like, oh, this is. What, and I'm like, no, you know what? Fuck it. This yeah. is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And I don't care. Yep. For sure. That's it. It's it's again living in reality, being honest with yourself. Yeah. If every time I do this thing. I feel like myself and I feel good about it and I want to do more of it. It's like, okay, well there's, there's the direction of your life pointing you where you need to go. One thousand percent. Stop running away from it. Like just accept who you are at some point and like go all in. Like you are who you are. Right. Again, inserting that like, there is still stuff about you that you should be working on. Sure. Everyone has that, right? You can't, you can't at the end of the day. And I have this talk with my wife all the time. We love talking about stuff like this. It's like, you can't always say like, Oh, it's just who I am. It's like, but if it's a bad thing about you, like you should be working on it to like get a little better at it. Right. Yeah. Or if it keeps pulling you down and bringing you down, then it's something that's not serving you and you should be working on it. But at the end of the day too, you are who you are. You have certain things you're good at, right? You have certain temperaments that you just have, right? So like some people aren't going to be like designed to be like a combat veteran, right? Some people aren't going to be designed to be like an expert software programmer. Like there's sometimes you're just kind of like built a little bit in a way that you should probably like stay away from this side of the world or stay away from this side of the world because you're just going to, you're fighting an uphill battle. And like I think until you like really know who you are and like what you want out of life, like then it becomes like that paralysis by analysis because you're like, oh, I can do anything, but it's like, but what should I do, what right? Should, yeah, and that's the hard part is like, but that that takes some time sitting alone with yeah. like a journal or something and being like, okay, who the hell am I? What do I actually want when I take away all the people in my life and all the distractions and all the things that social media and TV and whatever watching. On like whatever, right? When that's all gone, like, what do I want out of this life? Who do I want to be? Where do I want to end up? And like, if you have something that's clear in your life that you constantly keep coming back to, like you should explore that. You really should. And you should like, obviously explore it with the, in the way of like, okay, but I'm going to like, actually like set down a path of like putting the work in to get there. Obviously you, you still need to do that. But, but I think the the far, the longer you run away from like who you are and what you want to do, like the, the more upset and more sad you're going to be for yeah, sure. 1000% and
0: yeah. I agreed. And the one thing that is important too, that I'll add on to that is with, obviously you got to do the work, but I think we like our society looks at everything is, and this is coming down from the generations that we grew up with. Right? Like you said, Oh, they were 40 years, same job. Like that's awesome. Cool. But I think a lot of, kids our age, I'm going to say kids, even though we're adults, the millennials, they get confused because people are saying like, we're 30 now, right? And it's like, we're still exploring what it is or you, you, you definitely found it within your, the fitness, right? But it's like some people like myself, it's like, what is I'm going to do? You know what I changed my mindset to? I changed my mindset to, cause I used to think, oh, I, everyone in the older generation, how old are you? Oh, you're fine. You're in your twenties. How old are you? 30? <gasps> yeah, right? you, You're running out of time. Bullshit. I'm running out of time. And I'll <laughs> give you an example about this. And I will argue this example because he's established now, but he thought he was a loser in his 30s, and that was Joe Rogan, if you yeah. listen to him. Yeah, oh, but Joe, he was UFC, and he was on Fear Factor. That's what, Oh, he thought he was a loser while doing Fear Factor, by the way. He was in, what, his 30s with that? Then he started going into UFC, which he got into because he liked training. He trained. He did the work by training, right? Yeah. By, he was he was a fighter himself. He was a jiu-jitsu guy himself, and then... His big thing is the podcast. He is the godfather, the grandfather of the podcast. He signed a $100 million contract with fucking Spotify yeah. at approaching 50, dude. Exactly. Point being, it is never too late. Because if he believed that you need to be doing something for your whole entire life at 30 years he probably would have never pursued his path by the way he was also a comedian right I forgot sure. that that's a huge one yeah. but like think about when he was a comedian think about all what what everyone was telling him bro what the fuck are you doing probably he probably I can't speak for him what the fuck are you doing you're a comedian why don't you get a real job like you know you hear that shit it's yeah. like well now the dude's worth almost oh, how many million dollars right not that that makes a man or not but yeah. successful Yeah. and it doesn't need to always be the path that we were taught you'll find a way like I said and
1: like you've been saying, the only way you're not yeah. is if you quit. I think, I think at some point, anything, anything is doable, but you need to reach a level of excellence where you're undeniable. Yeah. Right? You need to get so good at something and get fully immersed into it that, like, you kind of call the shots. Mm-hmm. And that you could follow any pursuit in life, You, but you have to, like put in an absolute ton of work in it. Right. So like for me, for example, like pursuing physical fitness or like doing stuff. like if I want to do that to the highest level and also have a business run on it, right. Like I need to like go all in, like I need to like fully immerse myself in all these environments, like put all that, the content out, like sell every, like I need to go all in. Absolutely. And that's where You're at like, if you want to start a podcast or if you want to be an author, or if you want to like anything that is like a creative, let's say like outlet or a creative path, like you gotta, you gotta be a pro, like you gotta put in the work. That's the thing. It's like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen if you don't like wake up every day and be like, oh, well, I didn't have the motivation to write today or I didn't have the motivation to like talk about this topic today. It's like, well, then you're not a professional, you're an amateur and you're going to get C- compensated, you know, Yeah. A- according to that. exactly. It's like you got to put in the work. If you want to create your own path, like you have to treat it. Like most people go to like they're nine to five. Right. And they work literally eight hours a day and they're there. They sit there, they do the work because their boss is like making them get these deadlines and doing all this stuff. Like what if you put that same amount of effort every single day, if not way more effort, the same time frame into something that you were passionate about into like getting yourself to the best possible level of that. Like, where would you be in a year? Right. Right. You would be like, you would be a professional and you'd be able to do it. But what's, what, what's happening is a lot of people have those limiting beliefs and they're not doing it or they're just doing it as like a side gig. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's great. But like how long until you like take yourself seriously as a professional and you do it like the right way. Yeah. 1000%. You know? Yeah. And and like also
0: too, there's like, cause in the entrepreneurial route, you definitely have to go all in. I agree with you. Any entrepreneur will tell you that. But at the same time too, like if it is your side gig and you're, and you're making, you're paying your bills, doing something else, but it is your side gig, as long as you're still putting in the work and as long as you still have that desire, For sure. that side gig will eventually become yep,
1: your your career and it will become you. And that's the goal. Like, but that's the thing you can have, you can have multiple different careers in a single day. Yeah. Right. You have, you realistically, right. If you sleep, let's say like seven or eight hours, you have a a solid 16 hours, let's say of work. Yeah. Right. That you could be putting in like, there's no reason if you're working eight hours at another job, Right. And you're making the money that you need to make to support whatever you're doing that other eight hours. Like you could still be working towards something that you want to build. And like you're doing basically two jobs in one day. So like. Yeah, they, they're both going to progress very fast, like, but you need to put in the time is really what I'm coming back 1, to. 1,000%. Like and, you and, have to. And even and I'll even go as further as this because a lot of people are probably like, well, you just said eight hours and eight hours
0: and then I'm sleeping, how about you're doing jujitsu? Okay, fine. Let's be realistic. You got eight hours at your job, okay? Yeah. You do one hour. Let's just say you train yeah, one, right. one hour a week. Now your commute there, let's just say in total. Yeah. Let's give it two hours sure. of your day's dedicated jujitsu or whatever. Then you do an hour of working out because you want to lift too, great, uh-huh. three hours. I got five hours, okay? So you have a wife now. You have a kid. Okay, cool. Let's dedicate three hours to them to give them their time. You still got another two hours to do whatever the fuck you need to do to get that
1: thing up and running. And then I'll throw something else in there too, okay? So the way you look at like time management and stuff. So we we just did all that math. We got down to like two hours, Mm -hmm. right? Now, what if in those other hours – you were carrying around a notebook with you, right? And every time a cool creative idea for your other thing popped up, you wrote it down, right? Bingo. Or when you are driving from your one job mm-hmm. to go do your other thing, are you listening to a podcast that directly relates to you getting better at the thing you're about to be doing? Right. Yep. And on a weekly basis, when you have that free time, are you like setting up meetings with people that are doing this already and are really competent and you're picking their brain and doing all this other stuff? So like, there's always something you can be doing. Mm -hmm. I always carry around a notebook with me at all times. I always have a notebook and a pen, no matter where I'm at. And if I come up with like a cool idea for something, I could be literally in the gym, right? Like lifting weights, listening to metal music, and I'll hear something like a cool riff or something. And I'll just write down a note to myself, like later when I'm playing the piano or playing the guitar, think about this. Yeah. Otherwise it disappears into the other. And then you're like, All you're doing is like you're just focusing on like one little thing, but you're not like constantly creating and thinking about your multiple pursuits in your life and getting better at them all the time. You have the brain energy to think and to like visualize and do all that stuff instead of just like scrolling and looking at those memes and doing all that other stuff. You have time to think about the other things in your life that you want to get better at and like strategize and plan and like dissect them. That's that's where most people are are losing that value you know? yeah yeah oh 1000% And that's actually a good thing i, I cuz i don't carry notebook around with me for that but bro. i should right yeah every everyone should write on a daily basis i fully believe it and it's again one of those things that i had to like force myself to do for a while yeah. right yeah. no no young man usually growing up in the types of environments that we're in or whatever is just like you know i should write cuz it seems almost like a like one of the, like the, like a soft art right yeah yeah but you'd be surprised that like how much you're letting go by not like writing stuff down. Like even just, you don't need to like write to like solve all your problems, which I think is really good. And you should do that anyway. Um, but you need to be, you need to like track your life. Mm -hmm. If you want to like really excel and like know what the hell you're doing, like you kind of need to like take some data down and keep stuff down or like we're all human. Like we're going to forget. Yeah, for sure. So like, bring a notebook with you everywhere. Like they make good ones at Barnes and Noble you could fit in your pocket and just have like a little pen on you or something. I promise you, instead of that involuntary twitch to take your phone out of your pocket, open it up, go to Instagram and just like scroll. If you get rid of that thing in your, in your brain, which is like at this point now an addiction, and you become addicted to like every time something cool pops up in your brain, you take out your notebook and you write it down. You're going to start coming up with some really serious ideas and some like solutions to your problems that you were not thinking about before. I can guarantee you. Yeah, no, sure. That that's fucking, that's some solid advice right there. Yeah. And,
0: and one thing that I think is really important that you touched on is I I feel like if you're writing it, like you said, like you said, if you're not writing it, you're letting it go, meaning like you're going to forget it. But also if you're writing something, you sort of release it from you like you release that
1: energy from you because now it's out it's like i'm so glad you said that it's interesting when i talk about a lot of these things too because it's like intuitively i i know that stuff but like every once in a while like i'll say something or like i'll hear you say it and i'm like oh right yeah the amount of stress and trauma and stuff that we carry with us and like is really challenging to get out Mm -hmm. like how much better would you feel if you took that stuff that was inside you and you just put it somewhere? Yeah. And like the thought of like taking it out of you where you're constantly going back and forth, trying to reanalyze it, trying to like, what should I have done different in that situation? What should I have said? Like, should I have acted this way? Should I have responded that way? Right. Instead, just like, just write it all down. Right. So the next time you start you know, constantly going over that same scenario for the thousandth time that you haven't let go of, you can just open to page 12 in your journal and be like, I already wrote that whole situation down. Now I have something to go back to and be like, Oh no, I already kind of thought through this. Like, yeah, this is what I should have done. Or this is what I should have done. Instead of think like thinking about the same scenario that you've done, that you regret in your life from five years ago, that like comes up every year or like every, whatever, like get it out, get it out on paper. Like try to analyze it. Try to like, write everything down that that you remember about the entire situation that you constantly reverberate in your head right Mm -hmm. get it out and just see what happens right yeah work through it because then you have something concrete on paper that's written out you can go back and read it anytime you want and you kind of know where you were at at that point of your life yeah and you can come back a year later and be like oh okay like Am I? The, am I? If I'm the exact same version of myself I was when I wrote this, I got some work to do. Yeah. But if I haven't really thought about it in a year, or like, oh no, I thought about it from this way, and I so, kind of solved that, then it's like, all right, cool, I'm making progress, right? Yeah, one thousand. You're tracking it. Fuck yeah, I like that. That's so fucking yep. clutch, dude. It's
0: you know what? Too like it was coming to my head. Um, I was thinking about maybe if there was people that didn't. Like, or, or, or they want to, but they constantly maybe they don't dedicate enough time, or maybe they are slacking in some areas. And, and what I wanted to say to that too is is basically what you said in your um, uh, in your seminar. Yeah. You were talking about the nutrition aspect, and you were like, "Hey guys, it's about accountability. So if you say you're gonna eat healthy, right, and then you do get all right, you screw up, you eat the fucking brownie or whatever. Okay, your next meal is clean."
1: do sure, now, now, don't
0: make it go down the yeah. hill. And it's the same thing. It's like, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, fuck, dude, I could literally be
1: doing this, this, and that right now. Like, don't
0: beat yourself up. Just do it.
1: Just do it. Do exactly, it. man. Just do
0: it. Don't beat yourself up.
1: Yep. Do it. Don't let perfect get in the way of good. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's that's something, you know, I, I, I'm i taking my own advice here for sure. Uh, you just got to do it. Yeah. Like, uh, to to expand upon a little bit what he was talking about, right? It's... We're not going I guess we don't really have time to like dive super deep into nutrition, but like
0: that's up to you, man. Yeah. I mean, we're at two hours right now, but I mean that's how much you want to talk, dude. Yeah. And we're back. Back from a little break right there. Back All from a right. little break. And yeah. um what you, we were talking about the
1: the nutrition. Yeah, dude, you can go into nutrition if you want. Yeah. I think I have to go into nutrition because I think it's again, it's part of the puzzle of like this complete version of yourself again, how you do something is how you do everything. If you're, if you're not eating well, you're fighting an uphill battle because it's going to make everything else more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the the same, the same effort that you put into your, your training and your, your job and your marriage and your finances should go into your own health and wellness as well. Because, If you're the best version of yourself, you're going to be the best version of yourself everywhere, right? So it's it's a net positive. Um, And what happens is a lot of times eating the wrong nutrition, like for you, is like you're always kind of fighting that uphill battle. Like you're eating things that are, you know, making you feel sluggish or you're not sleeping well or you're not recovering well from like the training that you want to do. Or you're just eating something that you're mildly allergic to and you're not realizing it and you feel like sad and depressed or your your hands swell up or like there's so many little things and intricacies of nutrition that unless you really pay attention and dial it in, like you are leaving some stuff on the table. I always like to say like the feeling of being like completely nutritionally dialed in is like it 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 can't even be stated in words, you have to feel it right? Like when you, your digestion is perfect. Like everything's regular. You're not getting these crazy hunger hormones. Like your skin looks good. Your hair looks good. You're recovering properly. You don't have any weird aches and pains. Like it makes life so much easier. So if you're already having a challenging life and you're going through a a lot of stuff, like save your own life, like (laughs) do what you need to do to make it easier. The, the thought of like, Oh, when this like traumatic or bad things happens in my life, like I run to the supermarket and I get like ice cream or chips or something that's going to make that worse. Like, don't do that. Like you need to do the exact opposite. The more difficult your life is and the more you're handling and the more stress, like the more dialed in you need to be. Because you're just gonna be a better version of yourself. You're not gonna have to deal with as many variables. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just gonna make everything a little bit smoother and a little bit more stable. Yeah. So I think nutrition is one of those things that, like, it's almost like a non negotiable. Like, but again, right? Relative. Like, who doesn't love good food? Like, who doesn't love going out and celebrating with their friends and eating food? And, like, that stuff can still be done. But, like, the majority of the time should be good food or tailored towards your goals right yeah the goals of someone that like you know works works as a chef in a restaurant and their goals are going to be entirely different than someone that's like oh i want to like be a nogi world champion or i want to like do a bodybuilding show it's like of course your nutrition is going to be different if you're just trying to like be an entertainer and cook good food and be around good food and like do all that stuff like i'm not going to make you bring like tupperware of like you know steak and plain eggs to your job. It's just like, it just wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't be sustainable. Yeah. So you need to find out each person's life, what works in their individual life, in their routine, you know, whether they have kids or not, what time they eat, what time they go to sleep. And you need to kind of like have someone um, from the outside looking in and like adjusting that and guiding that. At the end of the day, you should always be eating good whole foods and like real nutrition, right? But there's so much variability that you can make almost any diet work as long as it works for you and your lifestyle. And that's, that's where the challenging part comes in. I think that's where most people fail is because, you know, they try this thing, but they're, what they're not doing is they're not changing their habits or their psychology to like be successful in that thing. Any diet works if you stick to it long enough and you're eating like good food. And if you want, I can get into like what good food looks like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's some yeah. people here. Yeah. yeah. Let's right. Go into but it. But at the end of the day, it's it's the same thing. It's like, Stan Efforting, he's a great coach. Um, I've been following him forever. He always says, um, compliance is the science. And I love that. It rings so true. Because so many nutrition protocols and so many diets will work if you just do it every single day and you don't deviate whatsoever. Yeah. Most people get two to three weeks into any new eating protocol or any new diet or nutrition and things don't happen right away and then they look for the next best thing or they move on or they or they they add in this thing because like this thing is perceived to be not working. It's like, no, just pick like keep it simple, pick like two good sources of protein, two good sources of fat, two good sources of carbohydrates, and just like eat that same thing for like the next six weeks and tell and come back to me and tell me you don't feel amazing. Yeah, yeah. Or come back to me and tell me you're not making progress. It's like impossible. It's like thermodynamics it's like energy in it's like if you're eating good food and you're training and you're doing all the other stuff you should be doing and you're sleeping right and you're not like poisoning yourself with a ton of alcohol all the time or a ton of other stuff like you're gonna make progress there's almost no way around it and then from there we can tailor the intensity towards your goals yeah that's that's where you need someone from the outside looking in to help you out with that stuff
0: yeah no that's 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 extremely important and that's like that's like, ah, dude, it, it's so true. When you do eat very healthy, you feel great. You feel fucking awesome. Your training is going well. And then when yeah, you yeah. do eat like shit after eating healthy for so long, you feel it. You feel it. Yeah. it it's not going to, obviously, it's not going to, if it's one time, it's not going to
1: kill your fucking body. But it sucks, dude. Yep. You feel it. You're like, oh, this sucks. But you you also need to make sure, and I talk about this with a lot of my clients, right? How often does that one cheat meal turn into multiple other incorrect decisions. Yeah. Okay. So you need to be, again, like insanely true with yourself. If you're the type of person that like, let's say you're going good for a week, everything's good. You feel good about yourself. I have clients like this. So I'm, I'm speaking from like experience. Right. And then you allow that person or, you know, allow, right. We're all adults, but like you give that person the, the structure of like, okay, we're going to be good Monday through Friday, Saturday, eat whatever you want Sunday, right back to it. Right. But 85 to 90% of the time when they eat that thing on Saturday, their Sundays are bad and they're playing catch up and then their Mondays, they're like still fighting the the drop in their blood sugar from like that huge you know, giant tub of ice cream on Saturday. So every Monday is like an absolute grind to try to get back onto their thing. And it's like, okay, is this why you're consistently failing? Then maybe let's go two to three weeks without a cheat meal, reintroduce it. And then at least you only have two or three days out of those two to three weeks where it's like a struggle to get back on the train, right? Instead of three days out of every seven day week, you're like not locked in. It's like, you're going to make four days of progress then, and three days of always playing catch up. And that's, that's hard because you're, you're never like, you never have that momentum. You're never getting ahead of the bad decisions that you're making. So there's some clients where I'm like, okay, right. If why you've been failing for the past 30 years and you had five different trainers and you tried all six of these diets, like, why are you still out of shape? Because the habits and the protocol that you're on is giving you too much leniency and you're taking advantage of it and you're failing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're an alcoholic or you're, you're addicted to something, it's like, you're going to find any possible way to like, get back into those negative patterns. So like maybe the way to break you out of that pattern is we need to go three months to four months without a cheat meal and at least get you in pretty good shape before you go off the rails again. It's like, (laughs) right. So I've had that work really well for people too. The best they've ever felt is when I'm like, like, you are absolutely not having a cheat meal on this program. Or like, maybe I'm not the right coach for you type of thing. If you want to be completely dialed in and locked in and we can do this together, like awesome. But if you want someone to kind of not tell you what you need to hear, then maybe a different coach or a different trainer is for you. Yeah. Not me. Cause I'm going to tell you what exactly what you need to hear. And if you're coming back to me each week and you're like, you know, I haven't really gotten that much better shape or I haven't lost the weight, or I haven't done this stuff, but like, you're not 100% compliant and you're doing anything different. I'm going to be like, okay, do what I told you to do for the next week and then come back to me yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we'll make any adjustments. But like, until you can do the plan for two to three to four to five to six weeks without any adjustments, like there, that's, that's where the magic is, man. Like yeah. that's where it is. Like stick to something for a while and, and then we'll be able to adjust intelligently mm-hmm. yeah no for sure you have to at least try to see what's going right and what's going wrong yeah yeah man
0: oh man this is so much for this is like a wealth of knowledge right now this i this whole fucking conversation has been fucking dope bro <laughs> like literally I, I i've honestly if i told you we've been talking for two well,
1: i told you it was two hours before but two hours 15 minutes but that's bro. the thing man it's I like, love it, this shit so it's like it, i always talked about this to my wife it's like i I can get dropped into any scenario where like the subject matter is like training or nutrition or like mindset towards those two things. And like, it's just a running reel in my head for literally 20 hours a day. So like at any moment it's like, Oh yeah, I already thought about that. Let's (laughs) talk about it. It's like, this is just kind of the stuff I know. Whereas like, it's the same thing. You, you do a private with campies and you're like, I know nowhere near as much jujitsu as you know. It's like, it's it's because he thinks about it all day he's doing privates all day like he's training twice a day so like the way he understands jujitsu or just like how to teach it and how to coach it is like so far surpassed like where i'm at yeah because i haven't put in the same amount of time has, right? but i've been doing this type of training and trying every diet and and working with people that have done every diet and paying for this program and downloading this program and you know go on this forum and reading this to the point where it's like, I kind of, at this point, I understand how to weed through the bullshit a little bit. And I'm like, all right, I know kind of what works and what doesn't work. And, and I just feel like it's like, I just intuitively know it. Like, obviously I could become so much better at like teaching it and coaching it. Cause that's a whole different skill set. Mm-hmm. But like for what I need to genuinely stay in like pretty good shape, and be able to do everything I want to do and feel for the most part healthy. I know kind of what to eat. Like I've been, I've been messing around with this for like, I, I started lifting with my dad in my garage when I was like 12 years old, maybe Yeah, yeah, yeah. 33 now over 20 years. Yeah. Like I've been training. For pretty much my entire adult life, so eventually you start to figure some stuff out. Oh, one thousand percent, bro. Like, I'm, I'm similar to you. It wasn't a
0: consistent twenty years, but I definitely started at thirteen with my brother. That's right. awesome. Yeah, and then I went to college. I took a break off until senior year. Then I was like, then I was heavy into it, and then I stopped. But now I've like in the past, the past like two years, I'll say maybe in total from 13 to 30, that's what, 12, that's 17 years, Yeah, maybe a total of 10 years of lifting, but these past two and a half years, absolute disciplined, absolute not fucking falling off, will not fall off, yep. and this is like where I've hit it, and I gotta say, man, out of every body type I've had from high school to now, mm-hmm. um, this is probably the best shape
1: I've ever been in. For sure, because you're taking it seriously. Yeah, and, and that's 100%. really... That's what I always like. I want people to feel what it feels like to like be dialed in. Like, man, imagine who you would be in six weeks. If like every single day you ate exactly what you were supposed to eat. You slept eight hours You did one type of conditioning workout and you did one type of lifting workout and the conditioning could be like jujitsu or something, right? You did something where you sweat like crazy and you did something else where you like tried to build your muscle or just build stability or just like kind of go through your own body and heal some like little like injuries or little things. A lot of times when I'm in like the weight room, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm like scanning my body and I'm like, okay, where do I feel off? And I try to like, build those areas of my body to like make everything like kind of healthy again. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of the, a lot of what that is. It's like, you can almost think of it as like physical therapy, like prehab or rehab. Right. That's a lot of what I do, especially since jujitsu right now is kind of like my main thing for sure. But like, think of where you would be in six weeks if you did that every single day and you didn't stop and you didn't take a day off. Like it feels so good to be that dialed in. Like you can what I, I wrote this in, in like a, I forget where I wrote it. I think I wrote it in my own journal, actually, where the, kind of like what I was saying before, right? You're You're you and you're carrying you through this entire life. Like you're alone a lot of the time. Like you're in your own thoughts. Like how good does it feel or would it, or could it feel to like, be proud of like the work that you're putting in all the time and be confident in yourself and like stop lying to yourself and like actually do what you said you were going to do. Like if you can look back for the last six weeks and be like for six weeks straight, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. That builds real confidence. That builds the type of confidence. That's not like fake that like isn't outward. It's inward. It's like, you know what? Like I do know what I'm capable of. I do know that I can do this stuff. And it's like, if you've never done that, because every time you start something new, you give up or you quit or you like, how are you going to know? Like you got to build that real confidence by like really dialing in and doing it. Yeah. And it feels great. Oh yeah, dude. And
0: there's always going to be those creeping doubts too your mind. Your mind loves to play trick on you. The conscious mind loves to be your safety net Mm -hmm. and tries to get you back to your comfort zone. But it's only doing that because it, it knows what it knows, right? So if you start to program it to different mindsets and different things, you will start to experience those things as it becomes a habit and an assumption. So like when you do get those moments where you're thinking and that's the doubt coming in, that's just, that's just your ego. We'll go back to the ego. That's just your ego trying to keep you safe. You could kindly tell that one to fuck
1: off if you're trying something new and you'll start to see that it then becomes normal. For sure. It's your new baseline. Yep. It's it's the same thing that people that come to me and they're like, what are your thoughts on overtraining? It's like, well, why don't you ask David Goggins? Yeah. Would yeah. it be overtraining for me? Yeah. Like, no. your routine. Like exactly. it'd be, it'd be easy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if, if I asked you to do mine, it would probably be overtraining 1, you, would, you would probably die. Yeah. Yeah. But like, how do you think I got to this by probably overtraining, over-training. and like, because then you get to a new baseline and it's like, how are you ever going to keep like growing and progressing if you're not like like doing too much sometimes. Like you got to know kind of what your limit is and you got to like push it. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with, I don't, I think overtraining is one of those things that it's like, okay, like why do you think you're overtraining one? Right. And I know I'm kind of branching off onto something. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but like, are you doing everything else that would like support your training? Are Mm -hmm. you eating properly? Are you sleeping properly? Are you stretching? Are you taking ice cold showers? Are you doing like sauna? Like if you're not doing all of that stuff, then like, yeah, you know, maybe the level of training like that you're doing is, is not realistic because you're not putting in the extra effort to like get to that level. And yeah. it's like, you always got to like bring yourself back to reality again too. And it's like, all right, if you want to be super fit and you want to be able to handle three jujitsu training classes a day, it's like for the first couple months, that's probably going to be like severe overtraining. But like in that time frame. How are you ever going to build to that unless you just do it? Thank like, you. You like, have to just
0: like do it. Exactly. And yeah. you know the one thing that pisses me off the most is when people are like, oh, well, that person's that way because they're that way. It's like, no, motherfucker. That's yeah. the reason why you're not getting to that point of overtraining that becomes normal is because you keep telling yourself that. What people don't yeah. understand is their words are very powerful. Very. When they fucking continuously – I'm not talking one-off jokes. I'm talking about continuously telling yourself the reason why this is this way is because of that. That's why your life is that way. Change your your fucking... So change your
1: reality. Your thoughts are your reality, man. Dude, you could have taken a completely
0: different approach to life and not be in the
1: shape you're in right now. Yep. What? Easily, dude. Like, what? Yeah, easily. Like... Yeah. I I mean, there was points in my life where I... When I was younger, like, I... I I was not an athlete whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like... But then I found my way back somehow. It's like, you need to... You need to do it. Like, you need to force yourself back into these, like... If you're right now... You look back and you're like, oh, you know, I was a really good high school athlete or, you know, I I played this sport in college and I just like had kids and let myself go or like I got this job and like my schedule wouldn't work. It's like it's not too late to like, no, do it now. Do it. Like I'm telling you right now, you can do more than you think you can. And again, guys, I'm talking purely from like what what I know. Right. Which is like physical training and nutrition and like the kind of mindset that accompanies this, like I don't have my life altogether. So like when it comes to all that other stuff, like you don't need to take my advice whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to like training and getting in better shape, like it's kind of what I know. So that's really all I'm talking about here. Like, yeah. you know, I'm still a young guy. I'm still learning. Like there's so much aspects of life that I'm like still kind of like not that good at and I'm really trying to get better at. But from a physical training standpoint, if you want to get in good shape and you're coming up with an excuse, in the day why you can't work out like you're wrong like there is yes. a point you can work out sneak off in work to the bathroom and do a set of 10 squats Dude. you did 10 squats, <laughs> 10 squats you worked out Bro, think you about can it. do anything like it's better than nothing like you worked out the momentum is there now bro like, the 30 minutes that you're talking yourself yeah. out of going why <laughs> you don't want to work out could have been spent like you just said yeah walking yep bro if you're at work or whatever or you wake up An extra 10 minutes early in the morning or you do whatever at night and you do a set of 10 push-ups and a set of 10 squats. And then the next day you do 11. And then the next day you do 12. And the next day you do 13. By the end of the year, you're going to be a stud. Yeah. And you don't understand that. That takes what? 15 to 20 to 30 seconds a day, yeah. but like it's eventually gradually going to increase, which will take one to two more seconds each day. And by two to three months in, you're doing sets of 20 sets of 30, or you get to a point where, okay, like I've reached 14 of each, right. And yep. I can't go anymore. Okay. Now set a timer, try to do it faster each day yep. for the next three, four or five weeks. All right. Then try to increase the number by one. There's always some form of progression that you can you can reach, but you're not looking for it. You're looking for excuses versus like, okay, how do I make this work for my life? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And this is what I do when I, so every person I train, I sit down with them just like we're doing. And we talk for about an hour or two and I dissect their entire life. And I try to come up with a solution to every excuse that they say. And we write it down and I email it to them. We send a program and it's like, all right, like. We have a solution to every single problem. Now it's just a matter of doing it. Yeah, for sure. And that's where we start. And it's like, for the first two to three weeks, like, I'm not so worried about like what the scale says or like what you eat or what you do. It's like, let's start rebuilding those habits and and build your life in a way where now we can start implementing the stuff that we want to do and it'll work. Yeah. Right. That's the goal. And every single person has something in their life or throughout their day where like, you could focus it a little more on your health, on your nutrition, on your training, and there's ways to do it for Yeah.
0: Sure. Oh, 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. 1, and oh, it's just oh, so much good shit
1: coming out of this. Like, because <laughs> it makes you think about what you're doing. Yeah, right? dude. Yo, I know that. Because like, it makes me think about what I'm doing too. When yeah. I say it, I always think to myself, all right, am I speaking from a place of like, what I'm doing or am I just like saying what everyone wants to hear? And I'm always just like, okay, no, like this is kind of what I do for my training. So like when I'm saying it, it it opens up your eyes cuz you're like okay like maybe there are aspects of my day where i could like be more optimized and stuff 1000% oh,
0: yeah. like there was in our in this conversation like the whole like the past half hour there's things that i even identified with myself like yeah. why like you know my fucking mind's like all of us always turning mm-hmm. but i was like oh yeah there's some okay in this area i could be doing more like i i immediately identified it like yeah. That's like the best part of it, like identifying it yeah. and, okay, now I can fix this here. Maybe I shouldn't have eaten this there, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, it's holding myself accountable too. The one thing I love about and the one thing I always say on this podcast is any, if you're going to take anything away, take what you want away from it. Like I'm not speaking from absolute. So like I'm not telling you something, even my solo podcast and then being like, this is law. And of course if, not. If yeah. you think something is
1: absolute bullshit, whatever I said, perfect. 100%. don't 100% do not take that part of it I always say to every person I work with I'm like okay this is my level of knowledge this is my level of fitness right if <laughs> how do I put this like if I'm in better shape than you then you should probably listen listen to me. right until yeah. you're to the point where like we're in the same shape or you're in better shape all right now run off on your own yeah because like you intuitively understand it now too. Like you don't need me at all anymore. Like you've gotten to my point. Yes. And that's why there's, there's a coach or a trainer for absolutely every single person, because like someone that knows less than me can still be an exceptional trainer, but like their level of client might like maybe not know as much where like I could take on someone where maybe they are pretty advanced, but they're looking for like that next level. And like, maybe I can get them there and then they might have to move on to someone else. That's even better than me. Right. Like let's say I'm coaching jujitsu as a purple belt. Like I can teach a white belt, a lot of stuff that I know. Right. But once they get to a point where they're as good as me, like maybe they want to go to Joe or Mikey or Andy or someone, because like, I'm only going to get them to like what I know or how good I'm at. And then they need to go to the next person. And that's where it's like awesome having a community of people that are all like, really good at different stuff. Like how cool is it too, that you get to sit down on your podcast with a lot of people that are like, I listen to your podcast with like Dan Koval. Like, oh, do you think yeah, I'm going to be able to talk about jujitsu? Like he is no, like, dude, no, was, never. Yeah. Like I'm just talking about jujitsu as like a purple belt bro that just loves to train. But like, yeah. I'll never under, he's like, he's literally 20 years ahead of me. Like, yeah. I I just can't explain it the way that he can explain it. So with it's 10%. like, we can talk about it at my level. Whereas like, let's say in like, you know, physical training and nutrition and stuff that I've been doing for 20 years, it's like, oh, I can kind of talk about it because I've been doing it intuitively at that level for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of like comes more natural to me. And it's like, I can explain to the level that I'm at of how to get there, at least through like actions, like, all right, this is what you need to do every day. And then like, Let's spend the next ten years doing it, and like we'll adjust as we go. You yeah, know? absolutely. No, that's so that's so fucking important, and it's like it's responsible
0: almost. Responsible, not the word. It's um, responsible is not the word. Uh, well, it is responsible. In a way, I can see what it's, you're authentic. Authentic. it's authentic. It's authentic, exactly. Authentic, yeah. Like the fact too that here's the reason why I know that you'll be successful in it is because you said when until you're getting to better shape or my shape, whichever, right? and you go off on your own that proves that you're there to help the person. You're not Dude. there to
1: like sell them fish oil and then Fuck keep them there not. to fucking rake them out of money. <laughs> Once you hit the fucking point okay Dude. now take it Do off Do you know how own. many clients I've had that I've I've sold out of uh, like my own job like them paying me? Because I literally like they're at such a level where I can send them what to eat in a week and how to train in a week and that's all they need for the rest of the, Like that's all they need. Like... The way I'm telling you to eat is how you should eat for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then we can modulate it, you know, more intense or less intense, depending on what your goals are. But like the foods aren't going to change or like the foundational movements that you should be doing each week in the gym, like aren't really going to change. Sure. We can get into like the weeds and the minutia of like rep ranges and tempos and like all this stuff. But like, that's not it, you know? Yeah. yeah, Like you're doing... 12 sets of two versus 13 sets of four, like, is it really going to make that much difference over like the next 30 years? Like uh, probably not. And like, who really cares? Right. It's the same thing. Like when you're going into jujitsu and you're like doing five rounds of rolling, it's like, you, how do you keep track of that? Yeah. Like, right? it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you keep track of your jujitsu rolls? You kind of just show up every day and you're just like, hope I learned something today. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to try this move over and over and over again. And if I get it even like the slightest bit 0.1% better, or I see something that I haven't seen. Like that's progress. Yeah. 1000%. Like you can (laughs) go in with a plan. Let's
0: just say like you have a a specific person you're, you're picking out. You're like, all right, I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to pass. And this is how I'm going to control the position. And the next thing you know, they're being taken out and you're like, Oh, okay. Well now (laughs) we have to readjust. (laughs) We got to readjust now.
1: (laughs) Like it's, you don't get to pick. No, you don't until you're so good that you can literally just do whatever you want all the time. Time, which is like what? Like three people in the world can yeah, probably do yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it's like you're just kind of figuring it out on the go, but which again, is life application. That's the most important part. Is like, okay, come to me. Be like, I want to lose. Right, this is such a hypothetical thing, but like, I want to lose fifty pounds in the next six months. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we're gonna work backwards from that, and that's gonna take a lot of work. Like you better be prepared to change a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You can come to me with any goal or I can think about any goal. And like, there's always a way to get there, but like, you also got to be willing to put in the work to get there. And that's, that's the hard part. And that's where like the reality of the situation comes in and like how some things might be like, I'm never going to say something is impossible, but I'm also going to do my best as like an honest coach to tailor your ideas of like what's possible yeah well, it's like okay right. you haven't ever followed a diet for more than two weeks but you want to get on a contest prep bodybuilding diet for the next 13 and like get on stage it's like uh, okay like i I will hold you to it to the best of my ability but i'm only with you for an hour out of the day yeah like, yeah you. you the other 23 hours like i'm gonna know very quickly whether or not like you're you're doing it yeah or not and it's like and then after about three or four days or a week of it i'm gonna be like okay like this is not a realistic goal anymore. Let's lose 15 pounds in the next six months because that's where you're kind of at. Like, I'm always gonna try to push you to the next level. Yeah. But like, we also need to be real with each other and form that real relationship where like, you're a coach or you're a client or you're just like good friends at that point. And I'm like, telling you kind of what you need to hear. Yeah, 1,000%. You, know? 1, you yeah. know, and same for you. Like, if I'm working with you and you require something more out of me that I'm not giving you, or like the way I style this or the way I do that, doesn't vibe with the way you learn things or like right away, tell me so we can like figure that out and we can develop that relationship together. Yeah. That's huge. Yep. That's huge. And that's like very respectable though. They,
0: they, your clients definitely respect you for that because you're taking their needs into consideration instead of just always being like, I feel like our society and this is good because our society I, in my opinion has become soft, not, In entirety, there's still a lot of badasses out there, but it's always that mindset of, oh, if you're not doing it, you're a fucking pussy. It's like, all right, bud. All right. Yeah. You you don't always have to be 100% alpha all the time, right? Like you you can turn it back all the time. Like, and and obviously (laughs) that's not, it's like, it's like some people with jujitsu when they own their own gyms, you have to tailor it like to a business standpoint. You got, you got to tailor it to the competition guy and the soccer mom. Yep. Who's training For Right. Like if you if you're only doing competition style shit, the dude who's coming off uh, the 50 year old guy who just wants to get yeah. some training in is probably not going to come to your gym anymore. Nope. So you got to tailor it, right? You got to You got to be, um, I guess, diverse. highly adaptable. Highly adaptable. That's the word. Yep. Because sometimes words are just too hard. Like I I like words. Sometimes I they just escape oh it happens me. to me
1: all the time. Happens, <laughs> I I feel like I'm like a I'm like a thesaurus. Sometimes, like, I I want to say, like, a word, like, nice and clear and simply. And then I just come up with some, like, off-the-wall, like word i'm like does that even is that even dude. have the right meaning i'm like where'd that even come from dude <laughs> Dude, you know what i have to say about this like this episode i've been very tame with my fucks yeah
0: because sub episodes man i will i will like oh, listen me to i'm trying
1: so hard bro oh dude. every third I'm, I'm a fucking sailor dude <laughs> like i swear <laughs> I like one when no. i get passionate about a subject like i'm gonna say fucking a lot i'm gonna say shit a lot but i sometimes like it's one of those things too like it's who's your audience right yeah and exactly. for right now like some of the stuff we're talking about, like, do I really need to swear every three words? No, like, probably no, not. No. But if we're talking about, like, some piece of shit on the jujitsu match that I want to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll say fucking a couple times. Absolutely. You It's like, you, know I mean? like, <laughs> you got to tailor it to your, to your, your audience. And I, I think you do a good job at that, too. Like, I, I listen to you when you um, interview a lot of people, and, and you're really good at adapting Or, or seeing where the podcast is going and keeping it there. Thank you, man. Yep. I see that a lot when you listen, when you talk to a lot of people, you get the general idea of like, okay, what's the lesson of this podcast. And you do a good idea, a good job of, of like, okay, like we're going to spend some time here and we're going to like really kind of hash this out. And I like that about listening to your podcast. It's really cool. Thank you, man.
0: And you know, just like the theme of this fucking episode, um, it just came like, yeah, obviously talking, I'm like oh, you, I'm an extrovert, right? So I love to talk. So yeah. podcast was easy for me, right, to talk. But to get to that level of understanding how to tailor the podcast and make sure that it's going the way, I'm 101 episodes in, dude. Like that got better with time. And
1: for it's sure. and I'm gonna get better than I am now with time. For sure. Like that's it. That's Every hundred episodes, you're not even gonna be the same person. No, that's how it goes. Not, dude. But that's the the amazing and addicting aspect of of progression, yeah, it feels awesome to get better. At One thousand percent. And bro. like, I, I just, if, if there's a single message in this, and like, what I can offer to society and to like my friends and like the people I'm around is like, just like, take yourself a little more seriously. Like, I promise you, the amount of like progress and work and stuff that you can do is so much greater than what you're doing right mm-hmm. now. Like it just really is. And the the vessel that I'm taking to get me to the best version of myself is like really difficult physical activity and like mastering movement and like do it just, that's like my outlet, right? It's yeah. the way I like express myself. It's like the martial art aspect, like the art aspect of like the martial art, right? It's like that freedom of expression. Well, I try to find that same art in all physical activities, yeah, in running, in swimming, in diving, in climbing, in fighting, in, in Muay Thai, in boxing, in wrestling, in Jiu Jitsu, in everything. There's something deeper within the sport that you just can't get to unless you really just like spend some fucking time doing it. Like, yeah. I promise you, after your 100th 10 mile trail run, something will open up to you where it's like, you're you're different now like you're yeah. new like it taught you something about yourself that you didn't experience before everyone that does jujitsu knows that you yep. get to a certain point and you just that's why everyone talks about it so much because like it actually does something and changes you and makes you better yeah right but there are other avenues to get there too that are really cool and exciting too and i want just like i said in my seminar what i want people to do is constantly embrace doing cool shit. yeah like, there's always something you, I promise you, like if you're the type of person that shies away from like difficult stings, like maybe one night when it's like the coldest night of the week, just like go out for a run and just like, you don't got to do a long one. Just like maybe do like a mile or do like a half a mile run or do two miles. And come back inside and tell me, like, you don't feel like a different version of yourself. Like, dude, right. You leveled up like a Pokemon leveled up, man. And dude, there's something about, and I've said this to very select few groups of friends that also do this type of stuff. Like there's something about being that guy that's like out at night or out early in the morning or whatever. And you're like sprinting up and down a hill and it's freezing out and it's dark out. And like, there's no one else out there doing it. It gives you some form of like power yeah. that like you look around and you're like, no one else is doing this shit. Yep. And that's the type of stuff that I like to do behind the scenes where I, I feel like I'm like getting a level up on my competition because I am a naturally competitive person. And like I want to do really well in my life in in every aspect. So like when I'm doing stuff like that, where I know like there's not many people out right now doing the same thing I'm doing. It gives me that next level of confidence where I'm like, okay, like I'm kind of in the lead right now, guys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like you're playing catch up a little bit, you know, Fuck yeah. whether, whether it's like with something like jujitsu, it's like, I either get tapped or I don't, there's people better than me. Right. I, I get it. Right. But there's always that mindset of going into jujitsu that I can like think about, like, I can still be on that path where I'm constantly thinking about like, okay, like one day, I'm gonna get you. Like yeah. I'm gonna be the best oh, in this 1, room. And I always have that mindset. Like anyone can it doesn't matter. Like I I when I roll with people that are way better than me, the the first thing I always think of is like, okay, cool, how can I get as good as them? Like yeah. I'm never oh, like, oh, no. I'm just never gonna like yeah, catch up, that, right? Dude. No, you just know. Ask the questions, yep. bro. That's it. And I just know it takes time and I'm willing to like put in the time and do that to get there because again. I've done a ton of new shit. I know what sucking likes. I know the the curve of how long it takes to get really proficient at something, and it's a long time. Yeah. It's like over a decade before you start to really understand something. So, if you're not willing to put in that type of time, and I have this discussion with my clients too. I'm like like this I can I can get you in somewhat good shape, right? And it could be like this thing we're on paper and in the way you look like you're going to look better and and everything's going to work better. You're going to be stronger, but like, there's more to it than that. Like, I want to see you do what we're doing right now for the next 20 years of your life. And if I can't find a way to reiterate that information and get that into you, then I feel like I failed as a coach. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's not about getting you to that like short-term goal. It's more about like letting you fall in love with the process and becoming your own coach and becoming your own person. That's as interested in the stuff that I'm teaching you as I am. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. how I want to bring everyone along this journey, you know? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Hey man, that's that's awesome. Like the the amount
0: of passion that you have for it is is admirable because it's gonna help not only you, but it's gonna help your your students and your clients, dude. That's like I'm pumped to hear about like the progress on that. What do you think? Um, no, not what do you think? where can people find you if they want to seek advice and training for you? And
1: then any other, uh, future seminar dates that you want to give? I don't have any seminar dates, um, locked in right now. I would imagine it would probably be in about, I don't know, two, three months, maybe do like one a quarter or something. Like I don't want to do it too, too, too much and saturate it. Like, you know, each time I do one, I want to like really take some time and, and go back and like, get it better for the next time and see like where I need to work. So, you know, I, I don't rush things out either. I want to take my time, um, where to find me. I, I really like real life. So just like yeah. come up to me and, and let's just talk like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, in any environment that I'm in, any gym, anyone that's listening to this, like if you're at pure, if you're at any of the other gyms I work out at or whatever, just come up to me and let's talk. Like, yeah. Uh, anyone that I want to take on as a client or anyone that wants to work with me, it's like, let's, let's get to know each other a little bit first. And like, let me know like where you're, what you're looking to get. And like, I'll give you a ton of free stuff before we start. Like if I don't need to work with you, then great. If you just want like, Hey, I just want like a list of foods that I think I should be eating. It's like, I'm not going to charge you for that. I'm just going to send it to you. So like (laughs) just be available and I'll just like send you whatever you want. Like I have tons of stuff that I could just send you out and give to you. And I would love to do that for anyone. So anyone that wants any type of advice or nutrition or training, or I have like 10 programs written out, I'll just send you some. Um, But if you really want a more of like a, a really dialed in look at, and you want to get it to the next level, then let's work together for sure. Yeah. And let's do something like that. my Instagram, I honestly couldn't even tell you what my Instagram handle is. Um, I think it's like Keith underscore Casio. Yeah, Keith underscore Casio, maybe. I think. Um, yeah. We can put it in the comments. Yeah, or yeah, I'll, I'll put it in like in the, the description. Yeah, description. So description I don't even know. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to email me, it's kcasio926 at gmail.com. Got it. So K C A S C I O at 926 at com. Yeah. Um, just email me there and we'll we'll start talking. But like, yeah, again, just I mean, find a way to reach out, you know, and go. And you know what? Here's the thing too for all you folks who are thinking about
0: doing it, whether you want to do it with Keith, which I recommend or not, and you're asking yourself why? Well, let's see. Let's see all the benefits we can get from being healthy and being competent when it comes to grappling or fighting. Being a protector, right? Yeah. Especially as a man, you're Huge. a protector. Um prolonging your life actually I'm gonna I'm gonna say without being a scientist in this de-aging you because every 100%. fucking motherfucker I see that works out religiously looks young as shit yeah um and how about this one guys and I think the ladies can fucking vouch for this when you're in good shape man everything else takes care of itself let's say for sure and
1: it's not just physical I get that but when you're feeling good your ladies feeling good yeah everything um it I'm going to expand upon that because great health, wellness, all this stuff. Awesome. Right. It's, it's the byproduct of doing a good job at this, but most people enter this for purely ego driven reasons. The reason I started lifting was to build muscles to like get girls. Right. Yeah. But that's how it starts for most guys. And then for most girls, it's like, you know, they want that, butt. that's like, whatever. So they start doing like kickbacks in the gym or like glute bridges and like, and then they get to a point where like, that's not enough. They look for the next level. And then like, you know, they find something like CrossFit or something. And then you find these, these girls that are like in insane shape and like crushing in CrossFit and doing like almost the exact stuff that like men are doing. Like my wife, Tara is so good at CrossFit. She beats me in workouts all the time, Mm -hmm. which is really impressive because (laughs) in a lot of these workouts, like I'm, I'm really good at, but she just like, she crushes me. So it's like, women can take it to the next level too. men can take it to the next level. You get into CrossFit, you get into jujitsu. Some, some of the girls in jujitsu are savages too. It's awesome. Yeah. Right. So like you just, I don't even know how to describe it. Like there's so many benefits guys. Like there, there's nothing wrong with wanting ego driven benefits. If, if you're in a, okay, let's, let's use some scenarios. I'm using some scenarios of clients that I've had that have said these stuff to me. Right. I work in a very cutthroat business environment. I just want to walk into the room and have a better presence, right? Okay. What's wrong with that? So, so the end result is you walk into a room, let's say you're in sales or you're in, you know, finance or you're in something with these, these high stress environments with other type A personalities. Like if you're the guy that's sitting up straight and can look other men in the eye and is, you know, fit and. I don't know, maybe has cauliflower ears or whatever. Right. But uh, again, a byproduct of doing what you're supposed to be doing for a long time. Like people are naturally just going to treat you different. So you might be better off and financially compensated for that extra ability to like carry yourself better. Like there are benefits that you guys just do not understand until you do this for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Like there's, it's an awesome feeling like knowing that in any environment wherever you're at like you can take your shirt off and just not even really think Bro, about it. Oh, dude. It's freedom, Bro. right? It's the same thing as financial freedom of being rich is the same thing as fitness freedom mm-hmm. of being in good shape. In any I could wear anything I want Fuck and yeah. I'll probably look decent, right? Yep. I can be in any environment and take my clothes off and literally not even think twice about it. It's like there's just a level of like ease and comfort that like most people think about what they look like all day like i don't think about what i look like at all no i know (laughs) what i look like exactly and and there's a
0: reason why going back to what you said of like the the selfish reason going there's a reason why i wear tank tops or or rash guards at the gym there's a reason (laughs) why there is a reason why that half the time if you were to come to my apartment i don't have a fucking shirt on (laughs) i don't give a fuck call me vain
1: i worked toward that and now i'm gonna fucking what do you mean there's nothing wrong with that guys like nothing There's nothing wrong with being happy in your own skin Mm -hmm. and like feeling confident about the work that you put in. And that's where I want to get it to. Do you know how much time a day I think about food?
0: Yeah, every fucking-
1: No. Oh no, I think about food all the time. Do you know how much time I I put into that? I don't know, a minute? Yeah. I think about food a minute per day. Damn, I think about food all the time. (laughs) But but think about how much extra space I have to think towards like other things that I need to get better at, right? There's, there's a semblance of freedom and and there's more time and there's more thought process and there's more capacity to develop big ideas when you're not constantly thinking about the minutiae of your daily life and the small ideas. Yeah. If you're spending two three hours a day thinking about what you're going to cook or what you're going to order from Grubhub or what you're going to do. Like that's way too much time thinking about food. You should already have your food made. You should already know what you're eating. You should literally open it and eat it. Mm-hmm. And then you're, d- and move on and move on. You should eat a food that doesn't make you want to like sit on the couch afterwards. You could, you should eat food that like, Oh, I eat this food and I could literally go work out 30 minutes later. like you need to figure this stuff out. Yeah. And this is all stuff I could help you with. Like, obviously I could talk about nutrition again for another two hours, but we don't have that much time. <laughs> yeah. So, but guys like <laughs> take that for me. That's what I'm saying. Like there's always more you can do to like free yourself from the burden of like worrying about physical conditioning or like nutrition or stuff like that. Like just get to a point where you find yourself dialed in enough that like everything else starts to get easier and I promise you it'll become an addicting process and you'll love it and you'll enjoy it and you'll embrace the journey to like the, a better version of yourself, but you have to just start. Yeah. Agreed, dude. That's fucking awesome,
0: bro. A lot of good stuff on this shit, man. Uh, do you have any last words that you want? We're, we're pushing three hours now. Dude, I don't even feel like it was three hours. That's yeah, fucking that awesome. Was fast, that was dude. awesome. Do you have any last, uh, just last thing? I mean, we it was a plethora. The, our fucking audience and I think people here listening can re-listen to this. And mm-hmm. I strongly suggest because were a lot of good shit spoken about by you. But just if you wanted to wrap it up, just give a conclusion for our guys here and
1: gals. Um, if I had anything to add, I feel like I talked about a lot. Um, yes, I do. What is it? Call your friends. Ah, okay. Okay. This is it. If if I could spread one message, just call your friends. Right? Like everyone's on their own journey right now. Everyone gets busy. Lives grow. People start families. People get busy with new endeavors, you know, they fall off a little bit, but like be the guy that like just reaches out, says, I love you, man. Calls your friends. Like, don't let time go by and think like, Oh, it's been too long. It'd be weird to reach out now. Or like, Nope. Yep. Just call your friends. You don't even have anything to talk about. Just literally call them up, say, Hey man, thinking about you." Hey girl, thinking about you. Just want to see how you're doing and catch up. All right. I promise you it's going to save lives. It's going to make you feel better. Because you're always going to be that person that's like reconnecting groups or like, you know, finding out things about friends or like it, it's important. Yep. And it's one thing that I've I've always been really working on, but I think it's super important to me. Um, so anytime I see any type of thing on like Instagram or something, I'll always repost it of just like, you know, I love the guys that are like hold up signs and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. jujitsu with a sign or veteran with a sign that says like, you know, like call your homies, call your friends, like text your buddy, like. uh, that's hugely important to me. So just like if you're listening to this, okay, I have one action item for you to leave from this. The second you're done with this podcast, if you got all the way to the end, first off, congratulations. It's been about three hours. (laughs) If you got all the way to the end of this and you're listening to me right now, the second this podcast is done, go through your recent test messages, go to about maybe a month or two back, find someone in that group that you love and just call them or text them. Okay. That's it. Love that dude. Fucking love that. That was strong.
0: That was powerful. Bro, this whole podcast was great. I really loved this episode and love talking to you dudes easy. I'm going to have you back on. This, yeah. was, this was a fun time. Thanks for bro. having me, dude. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. And you're definitely going to be, of course, if you want to come back on, we can We can have you come back no, on. That sucked. I won't be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I had so Fuck much off. fun. It was so loud. <laughs> um, dude, thank you so much again. Yep. And folks, you Definitely had a plethora of knowledge. Definitely re-listen to this podcast again because there's so much that Keith dropped. So much knowledge. And, guys, you're in control. Call your friends and uh, just get started. So that's it, man. That's it. Love you guys. Love you. Yep. Yeah, it's episode 101 with Keith Cassio. See you guys next week. Peace.